What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Scurry and the Scrub. I am Scurry, Jordan, Scurry to be exact. And my co-host, Matt DeMarinas, is the Scrub. Matt, welcome in. How are we doing on this beautiful Sunday? Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Jordan. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Uh, Yeah, no, we're excited to be back here for a new year. Hope you guys are all doing well, all staying safe, healthy. We survived 2020. survived 2020. We survived 2020. So uh, we're going to have a little bit more energy here because 2021 is going to be a better year. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, just happy, better to be, be, happy, happy, like, happy to be happy to be doing our thing. What if it's worse? No, what if it's worse. Yeah. See, this is the problem. That's... This is the this is why I had to do the intro, because like you like this is your first we're letting you talk for a full sentence here. And your first thing is what if 2021 is worse? Like I'm just. Like, I, why do you have to why, be such a pessimist? Like, why couldn't I'm you? Not, hold I'm up, on bro. a good vibe right now. Like, we <laughs> couldn't have just built on what I got going on. We had to, like, knock me down back to reality. Like, It's not about a vibe. It's like, I'm not I'm not glass half full or glass half empty. I'm just kind of like a glass. It's like just, you know what I mean? It's so ready to no control over your glass. You don't want Yeah, it. right. I don't well, want anyone pouring it for control, me. It's too short or too I, wanna, I want to control my glass, and I want my okay. glass to be half full this whole year the whole year okay or full full not half i'm just i'm just just like i'm apprehensive about like 2021 being demonstrably better than 2020 i'm like wait what if 2020 we look back and that was like actually the good year and like it gets worse wow that is super sadistic i mean that is a a very very dark cloud coming here over me in boston i mean 2020 wasn't all bad you guys won a title that was cool it started off like awesome at the beginning, and like, then it like fell off, a cl- no then it fell off a cliff like right away. Like actually, if you start with Marcus's injury, it fell off a cliff like with fifty seconds left, basically. Uh, did it though? Like, I mean, we 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 can we can look at it that way, but I'm I'm gonna throw the optimism back at you here, and I'm gonna say, you know what, 2020, even though like it started great, definitely, and then I just think a lot of stuff got exposed and became real and all that and now yeah. we were we've been led to a point where now i think we can make something of it and i think 2020 is what we i mean i think 2021 is what we make of 2020 okay and i think and i think no matter what like even with any type of like real like with whatever happens like law wise and like like what's really going on i think mentally and like uh how we all like our all everyone's mindset going forward i think it's just in a better place just given what we know now because we just I, I think we learned a lot i think i learned the most in one year in my life in 2020 really so like do you not do you not do you not uh, think we all we were forced to we all had to like deal with a lot of real hard stuff like in i definitely tried life. to learn a lot i'll tell you i don't know i don't know if i'm confident that i know enough yet like but but i'll tell no, you i don't, I don't i'm gonna I'm follow not, you I say I, that you know you know captain america winter soldier or whatever where he's like i'm with you yeah. to the end of the line you know that line yeah yeah, absolutely. yeah so i'm with jordan scary till the end of the line so whatever you wherever you want to go let's ride like i'm good with that well i want to go <laughs> into this podcast so <laughs> let's just dive into it and stop reefing on 2020 in the year that it was. And let's get into 2021. I'm ready. I'll follow you. Well, so you know who I want to follow is CB. 
and I wish I could have followed him all the way up to the rim yesterday. Oh, like on his like, kind of like on his cape or whatever, as I said, right? On his cape, cape as he saved that game from almost being <laughs> a disaster. <laughs> but did, did that have like 2018, 2019 season vibes to you? Just like kind of like, where's this lead going all of a sudden? No, it had oh. realistic to me. It, it was more, yeah, it was. <laughs> It was just annoying because, like, you felt the whole game, like, Creighton was, like, had the lead and was going to hold it until the end. You were like, they were going to win. You felt like they were going to win that game until the last, like, two minutes. Oh, really? Then you were like, oh. Well, I no, I mean. I'm trying to think what it, I, I don't know. I just kind of, like. It, no, I'm, it got, it was, to me, definitely the last two minutes because I think they had a lot, they had a lot of, like, because with Mitch playing so well and them hitting such, like, deep shots and uh, Marcus finally getting his groove back, you're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. definitely go- this is going to be a commanding win uh, up until the end. And then you were like, oh, of course, it's going to be a close grinded out Providence game. <laughs> and they're going to – Providence is going to do the Providence do thing and slow Creighton down the best – the team that plays best the fastest. Like, and <laughs> I, I was just like, you know what? For it to end on a dunk like that, I was happy because I just thought it showed how hard all those guys were playing. And especially, like, that's what I mean. Like, a lot of guys for Creighton had good games. And I was like, of course, there's going to be, like, this many guys that have good games and they're going to lose, like, within the last two minutes. Of course. Like, of course, it's going to happen. That's what the old reminiscent vibes gave me. But then when they kind of pulled it out at the end there, I was like, okay, wait, this team has something different. You can tell, like, in their men – like. For that to be the way it ended, it's like, okay, that's not what a team like a 2018 Creighton was like. It's like they, they have some more. That's what I mean. I don't really – I don't think I sweat this team much. No, like, I, exactly, exactly. Like I kind of think, like think they're going to figure it out because they've been there before. So, you know. Mm-hmm. But I that think showed, it, it, it it got showed yesterday. That's I, which, yeah. That showed yesterday, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. No, I think uh, – just that whole play was crazy because mm-hmm. it just shows you. I keep laughing about this, but because I think people and it's it's happening less so in this recent maybe last what last two months of last year and you know so far this year. Like I think fans are starting to trust the uh, the kind of systemic things that Mac puts in place for you guys that become muscle memory in a game. Yeah, I agree. Because past, like, you know, you go to the NCAA tournament and you don't play well offensively and it kind of, it, it like, you know, fades into a, kind of like a dud and people are wondering, like, what's the ceiling of a Greg McDermott, um, like, team, basically? Like, can his system win in March and April, basically? Mm-hmm. Um, but yesterday is, like, yesterday's win was a total, like, max system win because mm-hmm. – mm-hmm. You guys have had so many reps just doing what, exactly what Marcus and Christian did. I mean, every, what everybody did. Like well, Mitchell, I, I right agree. The spots like Damian cutting, Marcus just pushing the ball up, Christian filling at the rim. Like all of that is muscle memory. Like nobody was like, nobody was shook after Providence tied it. You know what I mean? That wasn't like a big momentum swing. Providence tied it, and then Christian immediately got the ball into Marcus, and then Marcus raced down the floor. And like Providence was the one who was shook. They had no organization whatsoever. 
because they because they knew what they saw from Providence all day long. And I think Mm -hmm. the point you're bringing up is great just because it's like Marcus, like you're saying, like they were never shook after even that play because they were they they knew what they were getting by doing what they were doing all day to that Providence defense. Like they knew what they could get that next time down the court. Yeah, like in, and I'm not saying they knew they could get it done because of all things, I think that's the last thing you think. But I think they knew how they could attack that defense still on that last pet at last play. Like yeah. I think in both of their minds after it happened, like getting scored on wasn't ever even in the back of their heads. They were like, "Oh wait, like we have this much time. Like I, this is what these are all the things we could get right now. Like that's how they were thinking." And to be that forward thinking of a team mm-hmm. is huge. Like yeah. for them to be such a next play mentality team and to be like, we'll figure this out. We can always figure this out on the fly. And we have this much clicking and to have confidence in that is huge. Mm-hmm. huge. Oh, for so sure. Because like, I just don't think they've run into a moment where they're panicking yet. They haven't. No, they haven't I, I haven't seen it yeah. either. Yeah. There's no visible panic, at least. Yeah. Definitely. And I've seen it. I've seen it. I've definitely, and I, I know it because I've been there too. I hate getting mm-hmm. trapped. You know, that pressure in the backcourt. Like, why I do that? Yeah. I just want to shoot. <laughs> I just want to shoot. Yeah, leave, how, me how leave me alone. Leave me alone. somebody high, else. How hyped would you have been on the bench if you were like in uniform for that? Like, oh, I would have got. I, 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 I could have ruined that one for us. I would. I, I might have yeah. given, given <laughs> Christian and I's relationship. <laughs> given that Christian, that's that's like my bro. Like that's brother. Like. I would have ran on like I saw one of the managers look the most hype I thought after, mm-hmm. and I was like, so I would have been that on steroids. So <laughs> I would have like ran onto the court like trying to chest bump CB. Probably got in tech, ruined it for us. Like they would have been, yeah, yeah. It, it might it might have been bad, man. <laughs> that was I think that's what I don't know. I don't know if you ever watched like old Creighton games or whatever, but remember when they beat uh, Florida at the buzzer. Um, oh, with Terrell Taylor double overtime or whatever, like he bangs that three with like I don't know, there was like point two left or something. It wasn't yeah, enough yeah, time yeah. for shit. But like everybody that runs on the court, it was like three bench players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. three bench players were like running with Taylor like on the court, mm-hmm. and it's like wait a well, minute, you guys, what happens? Billy what happens like hold up, why aren't you teeing yeah, these dudes up? What happens is you think of like because what I was thinking at the time is I'm like, I'm just thinking about my relationship with CB and how much he probably is like, yo, if it ever comes down to it, I'm, I'm, and I get the opportunity, I'm gonna make a game winner. Like the amount of conversations like we've had about that. And mm-hmm. then for him to do it, I would have just blacked out and be like, you did it. And <laughs> ran on the court, ran on the court and be like, you, you the man or you the, oh, yeah, you know what? The, the COVID protocols probably would have saved your ass because they're like so far back. Like the, I would have like Antoine and everybody and like Jacob, like, you would have lost your mind, but you would have, like had a bunch of space to cover still. So that might have like helped you maybe is having the chairs a little bit further back, you know. So because you'd have to run through the front row of chairs and like probably tripped and fell and it would yeah, have looked bad on national at television. That point, you, you, come on, man, you know me. I, I would have been. Like, you don't want to. You don't want to face plan on national television. But like, I, 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 yeah, but I also would have been like, yo, if I can get some, if if I can run out here and chest bump CB on national yeah. TV. Like, you know, I would have been trying to do that. That's what my old my old teacher would have come up to you. Are you crying because you're hurt? Or are you crying because you're embarrassed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'd have been like, I have a feeling me, one, of the, probably, one, one of the coaches probably would have snatched me before I could have got to the court. Yeah, they would have been like, "Skur, don't ruin this for us." Like we Murph, just went on the road at Providence. Like Murph would have got you for sure. Murph, <laughs> Murph or Casey. Who, Murph, it would have been Murph or Casey. 
Yeah. Was it Merfolk? Was Merfolk and you back when Marcus gained Xavier that year? Was that was that what Murph was doing? Who was Murph holding back? I thought it was either no, you or TC. No, no. It had to be TC because TC okay. sat right next to him. Yeah. Okay. TC used to sit right next to him because yeah. TC had that seat to check back in. Yeah, yeah. I think like I think Murph was like pissed that Marcus was shooting that, and then like when he hit it, like he had to like go into restraint <laughs> play mode or whatever. <laughs> so it's like it was a wave of emotion from like no, no, okay, I got to stop everybody from getting on the court here. That was crazy. That's- that was crazy. But yeah, there's good moment. That was a good moment. But yeah, no, good for CB. Happy for the guys. Glad yeah. they pulled that one out. Great game. Great game. What'd you think? Who'd you think was the real player of the game, though? I mean, it was like. So it was obviously, tr- we it was go trending. CB could give us the play of the game, but for Crayon, who was yeah. the player of the game? Because a lot of guys stepped up yesterday. It was trending. It was like trending. It was like it was like a trending DJ for me. But um, the lane violation and the foul on the rebound kind of. Mm -hmm. um, And I think he had a turnover against the press. So like late, he kind of made some mistakes that uh, maybe don't look great on the big picture of his performance because Providence capitalized on those things. Um, That's not to say DJ wasn't freaking awesome. Uh, but I think Marcus gets the edge now because DJ kind of had some mistakes late, and then Marcus made the made the play to get CB the ball basically, and mm-hmm. and then he had twenty, he had six threes, four assists, seven boards. Like he was really good. So I think Marcus gets the edge just because D- DJ was a little bit mistake prone late, some uncharacteristic mistakes for him. But dude, he was he balled out like six steals, like yeah. that one where he was like tracing the ball and. It was just like a simple little entry yeah, yeah. over his head. He just snatched that thing like a wide receiver. Like, whoa. Like, like you just okay, picked that Kawhi. thing off. Okay, Kawhi. Like, yeah. yeah, right? I know. Yeah. I was That's like, jeez. Yeah. But, no, I agree. I thought back – I mean, watching the game, I was really high. Like, the energy, like, DJ brings to these games is, like, insane. Like, I think he really – for a lot of the Kramer – players will test to this like for guys who have played with dj like to see him play so hard like next to you like it, it, it's motivating it gets you going and I, right. I really do think that yeah and i think that's what gets guys like even sometimes like i mean mitch gets himself going but i think sometimes when he's looking for a little juice when he sees uh dame come in there and kind of like the pace because dame runs like at a fat like you know mitch runs like a ton around just covering ground but like when dame comes in there and like you have someone to match that. Like I thought that brought great energy and like how hard he played and it brought everybody's level up. Mm-hmm. But, well, I think you're right in the sense that Marcus was the player of the game yesterday, just because his ability to shoot the ball, he was the only per- the only player that shot the ball consistently like, or was hitting shots like the same way in the first four in the last four. Yeah. Like, like Dame had a stretch where he was hitting Mitch had a stretch. <laughs> where he was hitting. There was a couple from other guys here and there, but Marcus was the only one who had like he was like okay I'm gonna hit these shots at the beginning of the game and then hit them at the end of the game. Yeah, dude. Like, they actually went back like this morning, um, and I like don't I for, I don't I don't know about you, but I don't sleep after games. Like <laughs> after games, I'm like oh, I would try to put like a big picture together. So I like got up at like six this morning and was just like kind of cracking some numbers on DJ. And it's like so yeah. Big East seasons are basically 18 games before Big East tournament, right? 
Yep. So if you go back over Creighton's last 18 against like league teams or whatever, um, you guys are 15 or you guys, I mean, you're part of it. You were, you got a couple of those dubs, uh, 15 and three, which is the best record of anybody in the league right now over the last 18. Um, and DJ's averaging 11.1 points, uh, six boards, two assists. Um, he has 20 steals and only 26 turnovers. So like this, the giveaways, the takeaways is mm-hmm. really, really good. Um, and then he's shooting 61% on 140 shot attempts and 37% from three on 33 point attempts, basically. So, like, he's been really good for a long time, basically yeah. since you guys got on a roll. Yeah. Like, his level of play is almost synchronized with your guys' like stretch run last year into the four and one start this year. So, I mean, Man, I, I think I was making the argument too, like, he might be the MVP of the team right now, the way he's playing. Like, Marcus is probably most important. Um, like, Mitch has a lot of value in terms of what he does that doesn't show up in the box score. Uh, Denzel is probably your primary off-ball scorer and top defensive option in terms of guarding the other team's best player. Uh, we've talked about Christian a lot. But, like, DJ might be the MVP because he just does everything across the board at a pretty high level. And there doesn't just seem to be – like a, an area of his game where that has to be like covered up by somebody in order for it not to be exploited. You know what I'm saying? Like he just does everything. I, agree. I, agree. I think he's a great, like he's a, he's just a great it guy. He makes everything work. He helps the team in so many ways to like, like even like I was just saying, whether it's like him just getting in the game and running at the pace he runs with and getting other guys to run at that pace as well. Like mm. whether it's something as simple as that or actually coming in the game and being like, you know what? we haven't scored in a couple possessions. Like we need to get a bucket. Like he's done that. Like he had one yesterday. I remember he drove right and pulled up on the right block. Like it was like a kind of isolation play late into the, uh, or it was late into the shot clock, but it was like, I want to say maybe 12 minutes left to go in the second half. Mm. And it was like, they hadn't scored in a couple possessions and Sometimes, like, you're moving it around, and obviously you try to get the best shot. You try to get all that, and it just wasn't working for just a few possessions. I don't know what it was, but his ability to, at that point, realize that that in that moment in the game, like, how critical that bucket was, and maybe he wasn't even thinking it, but, like, that was a huge bucket. Like, that cut it within four and then allowed them to, like, get a couple stops together before they even scored again, mm-hmm. but – Critical moments he plays well at, and I think it's really helping this team. And then, like, I was – I can get caught up, like, earlier I was talking about the mistakes he made at the end of the game. But Mm -hmm. if Creighton wins by two, you can go back and add up all the moments where he made Mm -hmm. a huge play that Mm -hmm. that ended up mattering at the end. That's what what we talked about earlier with, like, when we were talking about the Marquette game a few episodes back. Like – those little plays add up at the end. So all the like six deals, that's six possessions for Providence where they don't get anything on the rim. They, they didn't get it. They yeah, get they don't it. get a chance to offensive rebound or bully. Crazy. I don't, and I just don't like, think people get how huge that is. Yeah. It's huge when you – Because live ball turnovers, you guys like <laughs> – I mean – And like you ball. said, and like you said, one of the more impressive stats like for a game like that is um, – like when Dame was turning it over, like they, Providence was capitalizing. Yes. Like maybe it was because late in the game, like more pressure you have to, but like, yeah, no, they were capitalizing. So 
Yeah. Think of how much they would have capitalized with six more possessions. Right. Like, right. We're into that now. So yeah, like as as much as as many mistakes as he made at the end, it didn't mm-hmm. offset how much he took from them. Basically. Yeah. yeah totally yeah. agree. So yeah, he. I mean, he's my MVP so far. Like, no disrespect to the guys that get more shine, but it's hard. To, it's hard to look at like everything he does. The, just, like, and if, I you, think, if people just watch the game, like zone in on DJ possessions, just like watch him do things, like watch him cut, watch him screen, mm-hmm. uh, watch him get in the paint when teams are playing zone. Watch him. Watch uh, how he's uh, talking to other guys. Yeah, like, watch yeah. what he's saying where you should be. Like some of that stuff. Watch too how goes, he responds to Mac when he makes a mistake. Watch how, like, watch right, how yeah, he yeah, takes criticism from Mac yeah, and just yeah. what it means like for other guys because he's again one of the guys who's been in the program for the longest. So like, do you like? I mean, I haven't been around, but so it's like, do you not think from how DJ's reacting to what he says? Like Alex isn't learning how to do that too, and also Thanks. like Antoine, yeah, find his yeah. role, Antoine as well, like. Yeah, no, I think it's it's great to see his progression just as a player in that system. Like he's really we he's taking a lot of time, man, to like find ways to seriously have success in that. And it's awesome to see now. Like he's really had to take time and I know he's like personally been through a lot just to get to yep. where he's at now. So it's awesome to he see. Almost him quit. That's because he does Exactly. He did, almost it's like he almost that, this whole thing almost didn't even get started. Like he didn't. He was never like, even happened. He didn't like, even talk to any of you guys. He like he wouldn't no, feel like he fit no, in. He was like feeling no. like alone out here, and it was like no, it took yeah. like a whole like four or five months. Before he didn't know if happened. he could yeah. do the. He didn't know if he was really feeling the school part of it. Mm-hmm. He didn't know if he was and redshirt years tough, man. You're not yep. playing. You're not really like he he felt out of it, and he didn't like. That's what I mean. Like even to see him have these relationships with the coaches he has now, like he had to work for this. Like he had to get to this point where he was like, nah, you, I, I need you guys to understand that I'm this type of player leader and really about this. And so to see that all come into fruition as someone, I, I definitely can say, I believed in from the day one, when we had the conversations about it, like it's awesome to see where he's gotten and what he's been doing. Yeah, it's all, it's all to, work. To, uh, People don't know, but it's all work. Who were the guys too? Like shout out to Marcus and Kyrie for kind of like getting yeah. integrated and stuff. Yeah. Like I felt, I felt like he leaned on them all, a lot. All, all, all the vets, all the vets that we had at the time, like whether it was like the Marcus, uh, Kyrie. Uh, who else we had? Well, Toby would have been yeah. one of them. We had Toby. We had even we had Cash was there. Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just Cash guys was there. Ex- yeah. Connor Cashaw. Guys who had real experience in like college basketball, like and really knew how to have success. Like, I think he spent good amounts of time like picking their brains and being like, you know what, what do I need to do to kind of get myself to that level? And because he always knew he was that caliber of guy. Yeah. And I think he just needed to figure out what he had to do to do Connor Cash on needs a ring. Like yeah, Conor Cashaw deserves a Big East tournament or Big East title yeah, ring, because does. I remember so many conversations with like, like you, he, you, he, he Mitch, does, like he, he does just as much like, as I do. They don't he understand. Does, I will how say good that he made, he was when you guys were when you got you guys lost like four games in a row like twice. Mm-hmm. Remember that year mm-hmm. where you guys like went into those slumps where you couldn't finish games or whatever. And like I remember Mitch was telling me like, dude, he's seriously like the best teammate I've ever had. Like ever. because. 
he knows how to like take the good with the bad, wash it and learn from it and move on and like kind of keep you keep your head above water. Mm-hmm. And then then you look at Mitch the next year, he was totally emulating all of those personality traits. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's Connor had like a big impact in terms of like teaching on the creating program, just on yeah. the creating program in yes. general. And I will say he had a very similar impact on me just because when he came in, like as accomplished as he was as a player at Rice and mm-hmm. Just the way, honestly, the way you heard coaches talk about Connor at the time, like when he even was going around, like trying to figure out a school, like when he was being recruited, like the way you would hear coaches talk about Connor is the way as players, like we want to be talked about. Like they had the utmost respect for him. Right. And so we all were like, you know what, this is somebody who we just need to learn from. And Mitch did a great job of that. Just and Mitch has always been that kind of unselfish guy, but it was awesome to have Connor around just because the way he carried himself was awesome because it was like, he knew how the coaches had this respect for him and how uh, professionals had a respect for him. But he also knew his role on the team and his relationship with his teammates mm-hmm. mattered more than anything. Yeah. And that that's what, that was where he needed to put his energy. He was like, like, cause coaches and all that think what, all, like all the good things about him because of the relationships he has with his teammates and how he conducts himself in that way. Yeah. And he kind of like showed us all. It was like, if you put your all into this and like the team aspect and like really riding for your guys, like everyone will have respect for a guy like that. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that was one of my biggest takeaways from him. And he just, yeah, he was, he's had a huge impact on the Korean program. Yeah. Was, That's what I mean. Was, like, I, I think I tell people, I've told people a, f- a few times, maybe I haven't said it like on the record or anything, but like in conversation, the thing that stood out most to me about the, that 18, 19 team that, you know, the year that you guys were, um, you know, 500 and kind of went through those slumps um, before you took off and won the title last year, you guys, I don't remember the 18, 19 squad having bad practices. So like, Oh yeah, no. You guys would lose. You guys would come off like, you know, you lose a heartbreaker, lose a heartbreaker, drop another one, four straight losses, come into the gym, and it would look like you guys had just won. Like you had so much energy, so much focus for the next game, and I feel like Connor and Caleb and guys like that were really good at kind of like refocusing everybody. And like I remember, I remember, I don't know if it was eighteen nineteen year or it might have been. Um, no, but to be real, like, like I think we you guys were, were, I think you guys were finally having a garbage practice. Remember when Mac was gone? Cause, uh, what did he have to go to a funeral? What happened to his, someone in his family? Right. Like probably. So he, he had to miss practice for a family deal or whatever. Yeah. I think his dad was sick. Maybe his father was real sick. around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Him. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, so Mac had to miss practice. And it was right before the pink out game against Georgetown. And you guys oh, know how I much, do remember that one. You guys know how much pink out games matter to Mac. Like they are like, yes, yes you know yes, what I mean? Like it's yes, the one game yes, on the calendar, even more so than Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to like make that just like a perfect day for the fans, the community, mm-hmm. the team. As he should. Like he hates taking L. Which he does a great job of. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's a, it's a great way to make sure you get that one. Like at that point in the season too, it's a great way. If you can't if you can't get up for that cause right. and really play hard, like come on, like we know what's really going on. But, but it, remember, he does a great job. I remember you guys were having a dud the day before Georgetown. Like mm-hmm. Mac was gone, and you guys, oh yeah, you guys were 
like just dogging it like all like the first half of practice or whatever. And I just remember you and Caleb just flipped a switch and like the rest of the practice, like popped off like big time. Like you guys finished real good. And I was like, well, that was almost their first dud right there. And I remember noting that the other, the night after the game, like, cause you guys played really well and you beat them, beat Georgetown or whatever, a pretty good Georgetown team. They had go man. And like, uh, 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 the kid? some other really like pick the kid was still who, there. Pickett was still there. I remember yeah. who they had two. Um, they had another kid who went pro. Uh, Dickerson. I forget. I forget the name. Marcus, yes, yes. Marcus Dickerson. Marcus yeah. Dickerson. Played for the there Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, a tough, that was a tough squad. And you guys mm-hmm. played really well, beat them. And, like, but I was, like, that's – I think that's, like, the first time I learned the impact of, like, the – like, a scout team player can have on a win. You know what I mean? Because because yeah. I don't I don't remember if you and Caleb got in that game. Um, I, you know, Caleb mm-hmm. probably did and did some stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember. You know what I mean? So, uh, mm-hmm. but the day before, I mean, your imprint was all over that practice, mm-hmm. like setting the tone in terms well, of needs to go down, like the scout and everything. Mm-hmm. How you guys are preparing to, to defend this team? Mm-hmm. And like, look at I go back and look at the numbers. Like, Govan, I think was terrible that day. Like, yeah. you guys locked him up pretty good. Yeah. And that's all the day before. That's all that prep mm-hmm. that goes into like, guys, we're having a shit practice. We got to focus. That well, was like my first year. where I'm like, wow, the scout team won that game basically with the day with the preparation the day before. Mm-hmm. And what I will say too, and what still is very true about just the scout team now, and I think what Mac has honestly, and why we were kind of successful, and how I got guys going while I was there and on scout team, right? Like. It's not only that I felt some type of leadership even at that year and I understood like what was going on, but it was also that like for me to bust my ass as much as I did and like guys to go through a dud before a game, like even if we were having a bad season, I don't remember what our record was specifically up to that point, but even if it was like, oh, it wasn't good and it didn't look so promising for the NCAA tournament, whatever, every game's an opportunity, right? Like, and so, like, for me, being a scout team guy and, like, learning all these plays of somebody else's position and all that, like, for you to come into – like, if if you're the guy who's supposed to be – I'm Pickett from Georgetown, right, and I know all their plays and I'm going through all of it so you know, and then for you to, like, go through it as a dud, like, not only is coach going to call you out, but I'm going to be like, bro, like, come on like I'm, I'm not learning this just for you to play more than me like I'm I'm learning this so you can stop like clearly there's like you you can figure something out here like to do something in this game for mm-hmm. us to win so lock in like it's that we always like the scout team guys were just as serious as the five dudes starting the game yeah like we were like you know what like there's a reason you're there's probably a reason up to that point and it's biggie season so at that point you're like fuck my pride. Like, let me just be real here. Like there's probably a reason you're playing over me. So like, just make sure you know everything more than me and make sure you know all this scout team stuff so that like, this is works out. Like we're all on the same page. We're on the team here. So I learned that part too, from a lot of my vets, like of, I had like my responsibility in that scout team was to get these guys, like, to be like, you know what? Like, look, you, if it, like if, if you don't like it for the op, like opportunity you have, understand, like, I'll take your opportunity in a heartbeat. So appreciate mm-hmm. it. Like, I mm-hmm. guess that's all I'm trying to get at. 
Yeah. And so I thought really early on, I knew a good way of being able to communicate that with guys in a way of being like, instead of like attacking them, being like, look, like you got the opportunity. I'm here to help you. So let's get it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of guys, like after I was able to like learn from the caches and the vets, like even the TCs I had of this world, like who were able to help me understand that responsibility, like I was able to carry that on. And that helps the program, man. Like mm-hmm. that helps everyday practicing. Like, you know, like. Well, there's probably like some satisfaction know, in it. There's probably some satisfaction in it for like, cause you, cause if you get to, if you get to help um, like cultivate that, Mm-hmm. You know, that, mm-hmm. that energy into team success, like you share that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you and do it, all it, that preparation, you show up to practice first, you do the scout team, you get yourself right. And then you execute all those things to give the first team the look that they're going to have to face in the game. And then that's why I would make and then when you're so cutting down nets, like you get, a, you get to cut down some nets, you get to wear the jersey, you can touch the stroke. Like that's all, exactly. all shared. But that's, that's what it would make me even, that's why it would make me excited, man. When I would see like guys who, whether it's two, uh, however many days prep, like I'm guarding the Marcus Fosters or the Tyshawns of this world for like three days and they're guarding me before a game, right? Like that's why I would, I would be even more excited when they would go off. I'm like, they know what's like, they were really locked in. Like, yeah, this is, I can learn from that too. Like I should be even more inspired from that. Like they were really locked into this scout. Like wh- now what can I do better to make sure they're doing this every time? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. they, like it would make me so excited. I, I, like I would feel like when Marcus would go get thirty or Tyshawn would go get thirty. Like I would feel like I did my job after. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like I was like, okay. Like I gave him, I gave him a better look because he wasn't getting thirty on me yesterday. But like I gave him good enough look. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm joking. He was but like, I'm like, I gave him good enough look. Everything. Yeah. Like, so it, that's what made me so excited. Like that. That used to give me life. That used to make me hype. Well, it's the same thing with like emulating a good scorer too. It's like mm-hmm. when you look mm-hmm. at Kyrie, like Garden. I mean, Gar- Kyrie's Garden, like Josh Hart, Keelan Martin. These are all leaguers now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's shutting their water off. So, like, that's all—all all that stuff that he took in was film sessions and scout team prep. So, you mm-hmm. like the scout emulates that stuff to get mm-hmm. your timing right, so you're ready in the game for all the moves they got. Like mm-hmm. Tyshawn learning how to guard Miles Powell and Marcus Howard, like all their moves. Marcus Howard and Miles Powell will throw like fifty things at you in a game, trying to get their get to the free throw line, get their shots more off. More than that. More than yeah. that. Yeah. So, like, think about yeah. how good Tyshawn was defensively last year. All that was based on his repetitions in practice and film sessions of like knowing what's coming at him, knowing how to prepare for what what's the counter move that they're going to pull on me to try to get a shot mm-hmm. off or whatever. Because mm-hmm. like the thing that goes into Tyshawn's that blows me away about Tyshawn. I don't think people understand. I mean, I, I no, they do, but they don't quite get how good he was defensively in terms of like so good defensively. Because the numbers are so, staggering. So like he good. was legit the best defender, the best perimeter defender in the country based on efficiency. So good defensively. But there were so many times, but those are only those only show the end of possessions. You know what I'm saying? That metric. There were so many times where Marcus Howard or Miles Powell or like Kamar Baldwin. Where they were like trying to get off on time, mm-hmm. they, and couldn't. they couldn't get like they, they would they were, like raise up and they have to like kick it out because he couldn't. was like in there. All I'm gonna tell, I want to, I want to say anything, nothing that. All I want to say, I want to speak to the listener of this podcast because all I want to say is, if anybody does not appreciate Tyshawn Alexander's defense to the degree of a defensive defensive player of the year in the Big East, yeah, 
you should because I can guarantee you, like anybody around the program who's ever played against him one on one, anything will say he's one of the hardest guys to score on because he has such, and it's he just has such a good gauge of like how basketball players move. He's just a hooper, man. Like he just he knows the game of basketball. He knows tendencies. He understands like what's comfortable offensively and he does everything to make you uncomfortable and he's very good at it (laughs) so like to think he wasn't who won defensive player of the year Romaro Gill because to me it was him and out yeah Romaro Gill from Seton Hall the guy who couldn't even stay on the floor against you guys (laughs) it's funny I'm gonna send you the tweet (laughs) I'm gonna send you the tweet when we get off here because The Big East, like, sends out a tweet saying, Romaro Gill, Defensive Player of the Year, like, when they announced it or whatever. And, like, the mentions and the quote tweets are just, like, just just lighting it on fire, saying, Tyshawn, 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 Tyshawn. Like, no one congratulated Romaro oh, Gill. Yeah. I, <laughs> I felt I bad. I felt bad about it. I was like, oh, man, this kid's probably, like, not reading all this stuff. He's like, he had nothing to do with Tyshawn being better than him or getting No, the I remember the time. I remember the time it happened because I remember – some of your just the numbers from your tweets about like Tyshawn's on ball defense percentage, yeah. like yeah. guys scoring against yeah. it's utterly ridiculous. But it's like I feel like the only people who like knew that were guys he guarded. Like I know. <laughs> the only people no. who were like I think I, I, I think I, I think everybody say, I in the Big foul. East from Tyshawn <laughs> yes. before like the NBA draft. I think said, that's what we should have done. We should have went back last year and said to the Big East Player of the Year, who is the best defender? Like, does is well, we're, that's that's did. actually good logic. Sometimes I don't have they great did. logic. They asked him that. Before that's the, good logic. They asked him that before the NBA draft, and he said Najee Marshall. And I sent that to Ty, and Ty was just like, "Oh no, that that no, see that, that no, they, that, that's just his. That has to be his boy or some shit." Then yeah, yeah it definitely had is. some game where they just went because at he it. lit they he lit Najee up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, yeah, no, they have to just be friends. They probably both lit each other up. Yeah, and they were like, "Hey, bro, <laughs> if anybody ever asks who was a great defender, just say me." Yeah, and we'll both like because they didn't get, want to get drafted higher or whatever. Yeah, like, we'll yeah. both, like it'll yeah. work better for our draft mm-hmm. stock. Like they they were on that. They weren't yep. actually like, "Oh, let's talk about how Tyshawn clamped the both of us." That's what I'm saying. Like I don't think Ty, Ty really didn't get any like league. Tyshawn clamped up. Najee Marshall. Yeah, Marcus Howard and Miles Powell. Sadiq Bay. Is four pros in the same year. Yeah. Yeah. Like on a consistent nightly basis, yep. practicing every day hard as hell like we yep. practice. Running every day like we practice. Like. Austin Reeves, Oklahoma, Remy Martin, Arizona State, all these dudes were just like the shit right now. Like He was just like, yeah, no problem. I got it. Like Ty, Ty Clamp. I'm also going to, I'm also going to like get my averages and get buckets and clamp yeah. these dudes. No problem. Yeah, yeah I was, that's what I mean. That's when that's, that's, there were three. There were three unanimous first team All Big East dudes. It was Najee, or not Najee, but it was Sadiq Bay, Miles Powell, Marcus Howard, and Ty wasn't. Tyshawn wasn't one of the all like unanimous dudes. Like Ty was the player of the year in the league last year. Like if you he's easily the best two way player in the league. But, and, and this is why I'm bitter. Though. This is why I'm bitter. This is best, I'm bitter about the way our year ended because if we finish that season and we go on the and I'm obviously being biased here, but if we go on the final four run, we were going to go on. I'm not being biased. 
if you're listening to this podcast, you know we were on the Final Four. But <laughs> just like just calling it. So so the only way he was ever going to get that recognition, like the only way that team, like our team last year, was going to get that recognition was yeah. after we made a Final Four run because there had been great Creighton teams. There had been Creighton teams as good as that team that like lost in the first round. Yeah, or at least that people thought this is people what people thought, but that have lost in the first round. So nothing actually mattered until we like did something in the NCAA tournament, and mm-hmm. that's when they all would have been like, "Wow." Because he would have had, correct me if I'm wrong, or if you disagree, but he would have had a game in the NCAA tournament where he would have clamped like he was clamping all year long. Mm-hmm. And then everybody, then the, narr- then the narrative starts and all the national people want to tune in now. And they're like, oh, that's right. Because oh, like, oh, who, you know, Tyson Alexander is such a great defender. And then yeah, from Seth that, Davis. Then they, they can go back and mm-hmm. look up the history of games we had all last year that actually exists yeah. that we did need to have like a national NCAA game for people to be like, Oh wow. He's that good. Like Seth, Seth Davis, I think writes for, I can't remember who he writes for now, but he put out like his five best defenders in the big East. He put it out like in late February, like mid February or whatever, like around Valentine's day. Mm-hmm. And I was on it. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, so best defenders in the big East. He had like Najee, uh, Quincy McKnight, Romaro Gill, Theo, John, Ah, who was the other one? I think Sadiq Bay was the other one. So, like, he listed five dudes from the Big East, and Tyshawn was not even, like, he didn't even get, like, an honorable mention nod or whatever, like, for the best. And I'm just like, that one, I don't dude, care. you can't be serious. Like, Crane's on national television every night, and Ty is just making dudes miserable. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. Like, it did take – it would have like, taken an NCAA like, tournament. I don't, or, I don't, I don't, or one of those dudes think... saying, like, Ty is, like, killing me out here. I don't want to play against that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They wouldn't give so him I don't, love. And, and, like, I don't think – I don't think Theo John's a bad defender by any means or anything. But, like, if you're going to say Theo John is a better defender than Tyshawn Alexander, you're just right. saying he's bigger than Tyshawn Alexander. That's all you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Plus, how is Quincy? Like, Quincy got – I mean, Marcus Segarowski no, shot like – See, this Marcus is my problem, shot, though. like, 85% against Quincy McKnight. You want to know what my problem, though, with the Quincy McKnight? Quincy McKnight just looks like a good defender. And yeah, that's why he's I like – because he's got an attitude. Because right. he's a little – he is literally has an attitude. He's yeah. skinny. He looks like he could slither in and steal the ball. He's a guard right. that, like, looks like he wants to pick up the whole yeah. court. Like, coaches are like, oh, he's capable of that. So, no. Like, what, yeah. when was he the good defender? Like, Marcus on. hit, like, 10 threes on him last year. <laughs> What was he seven? Was it Marcus seven for seven in the in the final game or whatever? I think he was like seven for seven from three, and that was all you on know. Quincy, like all of it, like in his eye every time. That's all I'm saying. I just, so it's like I that just, dude's not clamping. That dude's not clamping anything. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah, Ty didn't get the Ty didn't get the love he deserved. Ty didn't get the love he deserved last. And then he season. had to go pro, which which was like it was sad because it's like yeah. he has to go because he's ready. And yeah, no, this, because of all weird. the reasons we're talking about right now. Like he was yeah. a pro for yeah. everything we're talking about right now, yeah. but just people just didn't. The only it's, people, I mean, I'm glad I'm glad the right people knew because the people in the NBA knew. Yeah. Like everybody amongst the league knew, mm-hmm. we knew, but I'm just mad more people didn't know across Even, the country. Yeah, because he deserved he was, the love. He was one of the best players in the country when he was doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I really don't think he got the recognition. Really. Yeah, and he didn't get the. I don't think he got like the, the recognition for being a dog either. But like he was, 
Like he had like a yeah. super he had a killer yeah. instinct to him. Like he you don't you don't like hit a three in Miles Powell's eye and then like slow walk down the court mm-hmm. unless you're an absolute mm-hmm. killer. No. Because yeah. you're worried about like, oh god, they're gonna come back at me. What am I gonna do? I gotta focus. Mm-hmm. Like he hit that three and he didn't have a care in the world left. He's like, mm-hmm. that's game. That's game. He'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna hit another one. I'm about to hit another one. <laughs> hit another one. He did. He came down and hit one on Mamu too. It's like that's the one I thought yeah. I'm bad. He I'm just, the same page. That he was went the one super. I'm, he went super cold blooded. He's like, that was, I'm gonna that pick. Was Give that me was everyone on that, that roster. I'm gonna bust a three in their eye. No, that was yeah. when that that was when he had his his takeover was on at that yeah. point. Him and Marcus went like superhuman the last like five minutes. Yeah, it was just like, oh, dude, this is so this fun. is insane. That was so fun. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to be a killer to do that. You can't just I'm be so like glad. some. You nah, can't. Just, you can't, can't just have a. You don't regular have a, you can't yeah. have a, Not have a dog. Regular, who, reg, regular hoopers like don't. Regular yeah. hoopers don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was like, I, "Give me everyone on the roster. I'm busting their ass one by one. Let's go." Like <laughs> that's basically what happened. He was just like, "Okay, this dude's something serious right here." He was, that's why coaches he, should turn their ballots in after the season. Coaches not don't like all the coaches like voted before the season was over. And like that's why Ty didn't get shit. And it's like, dude. That's what I'm but that's my point to my yeah. whole thing. I was like, he was only ever going to get the recognition he deserved because of the, the way the voting is done and for those, that yep. and that and whatnot. Like he was only gonna get it once we got to the attorney. Because yep. he was gonna get to the attorney, people were gonna look at him and be like, Wait, who is this six five, six, six, like point guard kind of shooter like NBA body built, and then they were like, "Wait!" And he's actually killing in these that good of a defender. Wait a minute! Wait a like, you're like, yeah, no, like we've been telling you this from yeah, we've been saying Omaha. you we've guys been just saying. don't listen because we're in the middle of Omaha, I guess. Like I don't know what you like. We we he's been here for a little while now too. Like, yep, we've been rehashing old stuff though. Brayden's got Seton Hall next no, though. Fine. What do you think about that? Seton Hall next on schedule. I wish I could go. I wish I, I know. Could. Actually, Mamu, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna back see what in, I can Mamu do. Back in Omaha, playing DJ again. Like, are they gonna finish it or whatever? Finish this yeah, no. I think it'll be a good game. I think mm-hmm. he actually he had a really good last game. Um, he's playing well for them now. I think Mamu for Seton Hall. It's like it's like I think it's kind of a tough matchup now because I don't really know. Um, I think it's a tough. I mean, you could probably exploit him defensively. Against. It's probably tough for Mamu as it is for you guys or for Creighton. But like, I don't know how. I can't even think right now how you would start. How Creighton would start to defend him? Like, it's probably going to take a good scheme well, to call and figure it out. Yeah. I think it'll they're be not sick. like they were last year. You know what I mean? Their 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 best offensive players are bigger. They're like you know Roden and Mamu and stuff like that. Like. It'll be by committee. I think Creighton's big focus, and I know it's going to be a focus within uh, their film sessions and all that, is they just can't. I think they there's a possibility they win that game if Mamo even does have, like, a crazy good game. But I think it's about limiting all the other guys and making sure nobody else, like, really goes off like that. Like, Mamo, obviously, they're going to have a scheme for him and do everything, maybe throw a couple guys at him in the post or something. I don't know. But I think it's everyone else who you can't let get comfortable and get going. Like if Roden, you don't want Roden to come into Omaha and have like a twenty and seven game. Like that's not going to go well for anybody. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to, and, and you also don't want like uh, any of the point. Like you don't want any of their 
little guards, especially like just some of the bench guys mm-hmm. to come in and have any type of energy. So you want like, it's really just going to be about limiting everyone else and making sure they can keep the pace. I think that's my early thoughts. For sure. Hey, time out real quick. Yeah, so I want to get into uh, like, dude, I don't know what you think because like players probably don't sweat this stuff because you guys try to control what you can control or whatever, but mm-hmm. dude, the officiating is bad this year, man. Like, It is bad. Marcus is getting like a raw whistle, in my opinion. I agree. So, okay, so just for context before we start bitching, so everybody doesn't think we're just being a bunch of like whiny-ass homers. Um, I went and like... But I, 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 I think a lot of people see it now too, man. It's kind of hard not to... Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> In my just for context. Again. Just, just for, for context. context go, ahead. Yeah, think, go ahead. Yeah, just so we can like squash that quick. Here's the... Uh, like the preseason all-conference team in the Big East. And... This is their possessions, like the the percentage of possessions that have ended in free throws, basically. Like, so it's like, it's not just shooting fouls. It's not just like total, like where you're going or whatever. It's like free throws. So if your team's in the bonus and you have the ball, which Marcus does a lot, um, or if you're drawing shooting fouls or whatever, it is all encompassing. So this is the percentage of possessions for the all conference team, preseason all conference team that have ended in free throws. So James Booknight leads the league at 20.4 uh, – leads this group at 20.4%. So a fifth – over a fifth of his possessions end with him going to the freaking free throw line. And everybody's like – and everybody's like wondering why he averages 25 a game. It's like, well, okay, that's probably why. If he has – if the fifth of his possessions are going there, he probably has like 25 yeah. to 30 a game, right? Yep. So that's a lot of buckets. That's a lot of points right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandra Mamakelish Feely, 18.4%. So he's about a fifth of his possessions end at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Nate Watson, 18%. Seven, he's at 17.7. Bryce Enzi is at 15.8. And I don't even think he should be on the all priest. Wow. Um, David Duke, 14.5%. That makes sense. He's a scorer. Uh, Colin Gillespie, 13.3%. So that's an important one. That's a very that's, that's are basically the same player, okay? So uh, that's where that I was number. Going. Colin Gillespie, thirteen point three percent. Paul Scrubs, eleven point six. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, eleven point two. DJ Carton, ten point seven. Justin Moore, ten point six. Bryce Aiken, nine point eight or nine point one. Um, Charlie Moore, six point three. How uh, and Marcus? Like this, no, the one, the one that. The, so the two, I will say, the two stats in that that kill me, like kill me, kill me, are. Because, like, if you think about, and I don't know the exact numbers, but I knew from early on within the sample of, like, the first five games, Marcus and uh, Colin Gillespie's usage is about the same. Like, the amount mm-hmm. of balls in his hands. It's about the same. About the same. The fact – I'm not saying – I'm like – because, and I know a lot of people have agreed with this, especially on Twitter, like, as you tweeted that out. Like, they were like, look, we're not even saying here that Marcus should be at the top of this list. No, that's not. Yeah, that's for not him, easy. for him not to be not just like equivalent with Colin Gillespie, right? Is absurd. To me. Yeah, it's actually absurd. Colin Gillespie is twice getting to the free throw line twice as much as Marcus based on number of percentage of possessions, and James Booknight is getting to the free throw line three times as much. It's like three times as much. like 
Marcus is that dude. He's supposed to be going there too. Doesn't make sense. Because the like other one is like only, it's not like he's the, only shooting the, from thirty feet away. He's going in there. And then the other one, and then again, the other one on that list is Bryce Aiken, who is plays half the amount like that Marcus plays. Yeah, and has a higher mm-hmm. percentage of getting. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I know Marcus isn't like he's not throwing himself in the lane. He's not. He's not the person trying to get fouls in there. I know some dudes try, like, it, it is a skill. Like, getting fouled is a skill. I get that. Yeah, yeah. That's not part of Marcus's game. Like, I don't think it's part of, like, a, like most of the dudes on the list. I'm not accusing them of anything. But I just think it's, like, a little weird for the way he plays and the way, like, in comparison to some of the other guys play for him to be that low. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, and I, and I see like so many. I can. There's two instances that pop up in my head right now that like went against the U. And it's like, how is he? I mean, the whole entire Connecticut game. RJ Cole, I love that dude. He's super skilled. I think he's like mm-hmm. a big time, a big time reason UConn's going to be good. Mm-hmm. But he should have fouled out in like the first five minutes of that game. Mm-hmm. Like he's just riding Marcus's hip, like grabbing jersey. Like of course, everybody's like, why is Marcus struggling so much? It's like because this dude's like literally tied to him, and the rest won't call anything. Yeah, I, and then and then you look it's at it's just you got hip checked on three against Xavier, nothing happened. Like what are you what watching? Like it's it's it hasn't been consistent in any form. Like the way and like and I mean that especially for Marcus. Like not only are the refs inconsistent in a lot of the Creighton games, and I do believe that, but like I think also the way refs like call games for Marcus is yeah. very like they, they start calling it one way and they change. Like they'll let a dude ride his hip for the beginning. And then they'll like, be like, okay, like somewhere like we'll, 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 we'll let it for a little bit, but then we'll call a couple fouls and then we'll let it happen again. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't really, there's never, I, I never see consistently, especially cause like as someone, he's a primary ball handler. Like he has mm-hmm. the ball in his hands a lot. I don't see a lot of like, I don't know. I've seen tournament like tournaments we've played in, even with Marcus, have had more consistency than league play, just because it's like some refs will let guards be physical against him, and he finds a way <laughs> to have success against that. And yeah. then some guys will like not be allowed to, and then he's really in his wheelhouse and he can figure it out. <clears throat> but like, I think even different refs are on different pages sometimes. Oh, in the league. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. I, just I think, don't, I, don't need, watch I think we just need to, and I hope people just pay attention to it. Like as you're watching these games, like oh, uh, I'm on some it. Of this stuff, I'm at the point. I'm at the point now where I'm just like, I don't know how Max doing financially or whatever. Like, yeah, the pandemic yeah. was a rough year, and maybe he's got some expensive stuff. I got more expensive. Oh, you're ready. Money. You're already to. Bri- you're ready to bribe. No, you're already. If he's if he's if he's, uh, if he's doing all right. I think he should eat the fine and and like put the get a little the, tea, get a take a little tea. Yeah, put, yeah. it's time to put, it's time to put the officiating on blast if like Marcus doesn't get like if Marcus doesn't get ten free throws in the next two games, it's time to it's time to speak up. Like, yeah, because yeah. that's that's points that are being taken away right now as far as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned. Like Ty was averaging four point four free throws per game attempts per game last year. What's Marcus at? Uh, Ty's, I, Ty was also. Ty was way more dramatic than Marcus too. I think yeah. that's Marcus's thing. Wait, maybe Marcus we is at two point, Marcus is at two point two this year. Two point maybe we just maybe, maybe the fucking line once a game. Maybe we need to teach 
we need to get him acting classes. Like Marcus is a very he's a very serious guy, you know. Yeah. Like he's a he's very very serious, especially like he takes basketball very serious, right? I just think it's the Creighton thing. I think they just think you guys are like soft, so like everybody doesn't want to call shit on you. Because Marcus yeah, Foster, no, we, was, we, Marcus we're, we're Foster, changing that. Marcus Foster, Marcus Foster's junior junior year, he was at nine point five percent, and then his senior year was at eighteen eight point two percent. So like he didn't get to the line ever. Oh no, for, no, for us, no, but that makes sense. No, so scorer okay, as he was. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. Okay, here's where I will weigh in on that though. So Marcus Foster, the reason he couldn't, and I've noticed this is a personal thing too. The reason Marcus could never get fouls is like similar to the reason I couldn't get fouls. Marcus was like a undersized for his position. Like Marcus was a six-two stud shooting guard, like yeah. a combo guard. Yeah. He wasn't a point guard. Like he was not a point guard. Like he was really good at that. So like when he was going to the basket and when he was like ever in a physical situation, he was always trying to finesse like without the contact because he was that athletic one, Marcus Foster. And then also was like new, like, I don't know. He also knew he, he wasn't like the ball handler, like that Marcus Zagorowski is. So he was like, I need to figure out what I can get off here and all that. I understood some of the times why they didn't give him fouls. Really? That would make sense. Yes. Okay. Because it was, and especially like as an undersized guy with his athletic ability, like they've seen him dunk. Like you've seen Marcus Foster dunk on yeah. people. Yeah. So sometimes like in a crowd of people, you, you'd be like, oh, he was shying away from contact only because you've seen him dunk on people. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Marcus, Marcus though, you have no, I have no justification for that because it's like, it's not like he's like, he's really athletic, like finish wise. But it's not like you've seen him overpower. Like, he's this crazy strength when he's in air like that, where it's like, oh, we don't need to give him that foul because, like, he, he can operate. It's the same way I, real, I, I felt like people didn't give LeBron fouls for a while, where it was like, oh, yeah. because he's so big and strong, we feel like we don't have to give him a foul when it's obviously a clear foul. Like, which is, people, which thought, is that, bullshit, people thought that like, way about yeah. people would probably have thought that way about Marcus, is my point. Marcus, I mean, Marcus Foster, because they're like, oh, he's such this athlete. Like, we don't need to yes, call it. Like, but for athlete. Marcus, I'm like, what is the explanation? Where, where is it? <laughs> I don't Because it. you've seen him finish. Like, it's not like he's this crazy athletic finisher where he's dunking up. Like he's done like the and ones and like you've seen how that works out. So yeah. why are you not calling it like now? Oh, because yeah. he's an all because he's an all American or he's a preseason all American. Oh, he's good he's enough. He's good enough on his own. Now he's preseason like, yeah. player of the year. Yeah. We're gonna make him earn it more. Like what? Yeah. No, it's time now. for. Oh, he's the All American. Let's like make him show it. Show it what against two fouls? Like <laughs> I know that's what I mean. It's not even right. Like, make him defend that. Like, you can't just, like – he's got expectations to live up to, and everybody's like, why isn't he putting up more numbers? And it's like – because everybody's beating the shit out of him, and he can't get him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like – What are you supposed to do? Like, well, you literally change the rules to stop the dude. Like You literally change the – change yeah. the way we officiated him, change the rules. Yeah. Like, come on. We can't. If you're going to change the rules against somebody, then obviously there's going to be a tail off somewhere. Like, we need to go back and, like, make a super cut of, like, all the non-call, all the non-whistles he's gotten this year, and it's like – just egregious oh, contact. We we're like, what the oh, hell yeah. is that? We'll get into that. We'll get into that. For sure. Yeah, you know who was balling out? You know who took a beating and balled out, though? Talk Justin Fields. Sure did. 
Justin Fields, like he got he got some whistles and uh he didn't and he took that beating and then he came out and like dropped bombs all over the place. He dropped bombs. Dropped bombs. Dude, I've never seen a deep ball just like so damn accurate. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. He dropped like yeah. I just don't know. There's not many games, man, and I say it like because for me, it's like I think back to the very few games like Randy Moss and Brady connected like Justin Fields did with some of his receivers in that yeah. game. Like he was throwing like perfect bombs like that were like, how did he how was he that open? How was, was like, how did he fit that in that window? Like you were like, wow, that was like a that's like a play you call on Madden and it doesn't work. Right. Because like yeah, because they got that covered. The yeah. dudes were receivers were like he was like running, he was like throwing receivers open through trip through like double coverage. They had like mm-hmm. safety over the top, corner. No, he was balling. He was balling. Yeah. I hope like I'm kind of mad because I think he got beat up pretty good in that game. And I don't know if he's gonna like recover in time for Bama. So like Oh no, adrenaline, he'll be all right. Yeah, adrenaline carries over a week. Oh yeah. I mean, like, I mean it's not gonna carry to enough to beat. I don't think it's enough to beat Bama, but hey. I think they gave – I think you're right, though, that they – Ohio State gave – like, if Ohio State had, like <laughs> – if they had 100% to just beat Clemson, yeah. they gave 100%. And so they ain't got nothing in the tank left. To get it, felt, it felt like that was, like, their crowning achievement was, like, beat Clemson's yeah. ass. But I'm glad they did. I'm glad they did. And especially because, like, for Dabo to come out and try to say what he said about them, like, you can't, you can't, like, it, it's not like it's basketball or we're, we're playing golf here where it's like a mental game, the whole thing. Like, you just told dudes who you're going to play in a week yeah. that you think they're, like, what do you say, ranked 11? So you you think he they're – that many. He ranked yeah, them so 11. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, oh, so you really thought they were six seeds, like, worse than they actually were? Like, you can't let football dudes know that. You can't no. let – like, those dudes – they i was like for them to like for him to say that it was dumb he he barely like he dug his own grave because it's like now you're giving these dudes a week to think about the fact that there's there's just some big 300 pound linemen on both sides of the ball that now think you dabo sweeney and the guy in front of them lined up like they're gonna see every day is like thinks they're not good enough in yeah. a contact sport where you get to smash their face in for right. possession, in possession, in pos- like no, no. You know what? You don't I like would, that fire, Dabo. You know you what would like piss like fire. what piss me off is if like, granted, if I'm at Clemson, I probably think pretty highly of Dabo and like the situation, or whatever. But if he okay. said something like that, like popped off like that right before we're about to play this team, like yeah. that's you're making me go out there and cash the check that you wrote. You know what I'm saying? Like you're about exactly. to exactly. Like, that's my because body that's got to go through especially, that. Especially, yeah. Like, Ohio State's coming out here and trying to bust my ass because you talk mm-hmm. crap. Like, why? Like, you should be in this uniform right now getting getting routed, like, 60 yards with Justin mm-hmm. Fields. Because like, I think, wow. again, I think I think it's one thing if they ask him in a team setting, or even if they ask one of the players, they say to one of the players, they say, oh, how do you feel about, like, being ranked 11th? And one of the players is like – or, I'm sorry if they ask one of the Clemson players, like, how do you feel about them being ranked like 11th and you're playing them? And they're like, man, I don't think they that good. Like we can kill them. Like we, we don't get them. Right. Yeah. That's one thing. That's one player. That's one player. But for the coach 
who has all this like stature, I guess, to his name and has mm-hmm. all this, right? And as a coach, what do we know? And like, what do we train in media? Like even at like a school like Creighton, it's like you respect the opponent and you say everything, the right things until after games and after you yeah. You talk you while say, you're playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you let like them know while it's happening. You don't let them know before. Right. And I and I'm not as successful as Dabo is in my respective field, but all I'm saying is that why? What what inclines you to say? I, I wanna know I actually want I wish I could ask him. I want to know like what what made you decide, okay, That's- now is the moment. <laughs> a week before. This is when I'm gonna decide to be a little cocky. Like you, bro. You, if you wait a month to get a little cocky, like you could have another national championship. Like, right. Yeah. That's that's the that I was because that's the thing. Ohio State was already mad about last year, so like you were already you were already basically like holding a hornet's nest, and you were like, so yeah, there had to be. I think there's just. I think the point is. I think the point we're getting at is there was there was something else we don't know. It was another part to it we don't know. Okay, but like you even saw Tom Rinaldi ask Justin Fields, like the last question he asked him was like, "Do you guys think you're the eleventh ranked team or whatever?" And Justin like looked down at the ground, and you could see you could see all the nonsense he wanted to spit right there. Like Mm -hmm. he's like, "Where's the response I want to let out on national television Mm -hmm. right now?" He's like, Mm -hmm. and then he just like looks up with like a little smile on his face. He's like, he's doing like the bang thing where he's like holding his jersey all badass. Like Mm -hmm. he's like, "Yeah, I just destroyed like basically Clemson's whole university." Mm -hmm. I just like mm-hmm. tore it up and bombed it. Um, mm-hmm. He's like holding his jersey all badass, like, and he's just like, mm-hmm. "I'm not even gonna touch that." And he just smiles. And it's like that dude. He already said everything. Six, said everything. Yards, six touchdowns, like 500 yards. Like he said it all already. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. even say anymore. Forty-nine, twenty-eight. Like but that's why it's like the yeah. best. The best thing you can do is the the play. Mm-hmm. Because what are we talk like? We're talking. Yeah, Justin Fields, man, balled out, balled yeah. out. Hopefully we. What can. would be worse? What would be worse if like Clemson was like getting that work, and Clemson's like getting that work, and <laughs> and Justin's like not saying anything? Would that scare them more? Yeah. If he like, you probably expect them to be like on a roll and start talking. That's that's. that's but like, what if he just like kept it cool the whole time? He just like even scarier. Just that's tosses def- a sixty-yard touchdown. That's and, like, definitely scarier. No, it's even scarier because it's like. Because it's like after Justin Fields like tortures you, you want him to let it out because you want him to be like, I told you, yeah. like, but y'all, y'all not, you want that because you're like, okay, like he proved that's... this point. He proved this point, right? But if he's silent after and he's like, yep, this is what I do, you like, oh, shit. Like, I think, this, I he, think in really, he really took this personal. Like yeah. he was at no point trying to let it out. Like he really felt this way. Because I think in some way, if he had talked, like if he had let Clemson know that he heard what they said and this is why it's happening, I think they could have taken that as like a win. Like, yeah. okay, we got under his skin. Like, we, we drew blood, basically. We pissed him off. But if he's dropping yeah. bombs and not saying anything, like he's not rubbing in our faces, that's probably more demoralizing. Because you're like, why does this dude want to kill me and not even talk about it? Like, yeah. he's just going to come out here and, like, destroy my whole reason for living and then not even address the fact that he's destroying my whole reason for living. Like that's cold blooded. It's cold. blooded. Yeah. I would. So I bet if he wasn't talking, like that's even worse than if he had let him know. Like, like every, so, time, he throws a, every time he throws a bomb, he just walks by a defensive end. So, and say, 11, 11. So, you're, so you're saying you would take him over Trevor Lawrence first overall pick. Dude. I mean, I would, I kind of was like, 
I, I, that performance is like hard to ignore, but it's also it's hard to like he's done it at a high level in those big games like the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, because he was really good last year against Clemson, mm-hmm. even though they didn't get Trevor, them, like, even well, though they got screwed. But like, I mean, we, I just we, don't know we, why Trevor's we, like, we, Trevor's been like had, consensus number no, one. I mean, this like, we've had, I don't know why. We've had this conversation, and it's only because like Justin Fields has. I think the first point we need to bring up is Justin Fields has not gotten the recognition he's deserved no. ever. Whether it was forty-one, he had forty-one no. touchdowns and three picks last year. That's what I'm saying. I mean, so whether come it's on. last year or this year, he's never gotten. I think this is this is great because this is the performance. I think that like has at least made everyone aware of the fact of the caliber player he is. Because yeah. I think before I definitely thought he was in the conversation of a guy like a, like a Kyler or like a, even like a Baker. Like I was like, this is a, this is like a Heisman type guy. Like, and no one ever was, I guess, willing to give him that credit. And whether it's because of the fact that Trevor Lawrence is what everyone's tried to, with the media and everyone's tried to make Trevor Lawrence out to be, whether that has an effect on it, I, I don't, I don't know. But I do know that Trevor Lawrence has dominated this first pick conversation ever since he it's just not beat even Bama. A, it's and, and, and it's, and, yeah. and it's just just because he beat Bama those years back, right? And so I think we've never even just like let the conversation get to the point where it's like, no, I think Justin Fields actually might be better, right? And if we do. I'm here to argue that now. <laughs> like I'm, I'm okay. like, okay, now we can talk about it. So like, what if like Urban Meyer gets the like goes to coach the Jags? Yeah, like, Jags, yeah. No, does I he like th- does he basically throw a wrench in that hole? Does he like pull the pin and throw the grenade down the hatch? Like, I hope so. I hope and so. like and draft Justin Fields like and turn Jacksonville into Ohio State. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. Trades. I want trades. it to happen. I want trades. it to happen because so many people are like, what is it? Hell bent on Trevor being the number one pick. Yeah, yeah. I want it to happen. I just. I think Justin's better than him. I think Justin's gonna be better than him. Maybe because I think Trevor's like been pro ready for a long time, and is he gonna get better? I don't think people are like understanding that part. Is he gonna get better, or is he already like? I agree because I I look at Justin Fields and I'm like, what what can he add to his game? Because that's I what I'm saying. Yeah, watched him throw bombs, and I'm like, oh no, he can be. A- really good runner like he could yeah. add the russell wilson shit to he can be a game. good runner he can he make be better a, he can he can survey the pot he, he can have, make better progressions better he can yeah. learn an nfl offense like yeah he can be he maybe can be like a slide guy and not a bounds guy like he can run like maybe like even kyler ran this year like i think he could do that because justin fields trevor, is in his second trevor justin, he's in his second year yeah. as a starter basically yeah that's what people don't realize either. Like he's only a he's, so he's in his second year as a starter, and it's not even a full season. So mm-hmm. he's had like twenty something starts like in college, which is why I he, tried to, and that's what he just is, did. Which is why I try to compare him to Kyler a lot of the time, just because I was like, we saw Kyler have so much success just so early because mm-hmm. like where Kyler had the success in Oklahoma, and then obviously gets drafted, and now he has D Hop. Like he was able to like now we're like okay, like good quarterback, like. Imagine if you give Justin Fields that same progression. Give Justin Fields D-hop. Like, Jesus. Jesus. Like, I think – no, I actually know what the point is. What do you think – if I said to you right now, what's more dangerous? Like, so – and I'm saying D-hop's the best receiver in the league here. Yeah. But is, do you think Justin Fields and D-hop? Or do you think uh, 
uh, Trevor Lawrence and D Hop? Like, what do you what are you like more afraid of if you're? Well, why I know is, it's just a two player out of a huge game, but I'm like, yeah. Well, why is D Hop in the equation? I'm confused. I'm just like I think Justin Fields unlocks way more of an NFL offense. Than oh, Trevor I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like, if you gave him like, I a, think he makes an, an NFL elite offense. If you gave like him an elite playmaker, is he better than? Okay. Um. Yeah, I think so. I think the only I think I, so. I, I, I think and I think most people would agree. I think the only argument that anyone makes is that you say, "Oh no, but Trevor Lawrence is marginally better at throwing the football than Justin Fields." And I don't agree with that anymore after yesterday. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't I know. Just, yeah, I don't know. I think I just think Justin's ceiling is higher. higher. And I think that's what So I think what you're dra- I think you're drafting Trevor because you see that the floor is really low. You know what I mean? Like, he's pretty consistent. He's pretty accurate. He's athletic. He can run. Um, so, he's got so he like fits dual the threat. basic He's a dual threat element. He fits and he fits like the basic, yeah, he's a great basic white quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he's, like, he's the next like, Tom Brady, basically. He's yeah. like, the, uh, like Chad Henney, maybe. Yeah. But, okay. Like, Chad, yeah. Why'd you say Chad Henney? Because you know, he's I don't not know. good just, or whatever. Is that what you're saying? Is that, I'm that, just saying, like, I've seen, like, a – this mold of like a six, seven, six, six white quarterback who had a good college career, like and Tom Brady. was projected to be this player. Like, well, I mean, uh, no, but Tom Brady was actually not projected to have like any type of career. Tom Brady yeah, was, but he's, a, but he's a pretty this boy. Is, and this is why I like Tom Brady better though. Like I like Tom Brady better than a lot of these guys because Tom Brady was like projected to be a great backup. Tom Brady was like what everyone think. I mean, that's true. He was even less. Tom That's Brady fair. was less than what people think. Like Ian Book, people thought less of Tom Brady coming out of college than they think Ian Book now, or even Mac Jones now. Like, are you, you know, are like, you are you trying to say those guys are going to be better than Trevor, or what are you doing? No, all I'm saying, I'm saying they could. I all I'm saying is I th- I think, and I could be. This is hot take here. But I mean, I'm just going to give you a shovel if you want to dig. I'm going to dig it. So, all I'm saying is I. Like, like when I look at the Trevor Lawrence's of this world, I'm like, what, like, how? What's the difference between him and Ian Book? Like right now, as an NFL quarterback, to me. I mean, just like the talent, probably. Yeah, but I just think they're lumped into that same. I mean, I just don't think Book like I think shown. I just think their ceiling is the same, like as an NFL quarterback. Mm. I don't think Book has shown like the ability to push the ball like past ten yards. So that's a concern for me. Okay, now I completely disagree. I, I definitely and especially I mean he's been thrown to a bunch of like on. he's been thrown to a bunch of tight ends his whole career. Like I don't I mean that how do, I don't can he not get away with that going to the NFL and playing in an offense like in New England? Like I don't know. I don't know how accurate his deep ball is. Like can he hit can he hit like Devontae Smith? How many deep balls like if he if he let's say he comes in he like plays with Devontae plays Smith, in, like can he throw a ball as far as he can run? Like Devontae's really fast, so you better like yeah. get that ball down there quick because he might be in the end zone before you get it there. Yeah, but if he has some, like I'm not saying he's. Uh, you like, know what? This Devontae is why. I'm, but this is why I'm not saying. No, but this is why I'm not saying Ian Book or Trevor Lawrence is like a first round pick like that because I'm like, I need, there's so many other things I need to have in place before I actually say I trust him to throw that deep ball. So you don't, like, oh, use, need- you don't want to use a top pick on a quarterback because you're one of those dudes. Nope. I would, you want to build would, the pieces I would around do the, I would, I would, No, I would do around. the Justin – I would do Justin Fields. Okay. I would do Justin Fields. 
because of the ceiling or whatever. But I've just seen yeah. this story too. I think I just seen the story. The Trevor Lawrence, the like I, I've seen that story that Josh Rosen was similar to that story. Like they're all like I don't know. I just see some of these guys too many similarities and not enough like actual it factor for me. I just want you know I don't. I just don't want, I want Devontae Smith to go number one because that dude's just the fastest human being I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he's ridiculous. I mean, he's ridiculous. Maybe, maybe Notre Dame doesn't have quite the speed, too, so it, was, um, it wasn't a fair fight. No, but, it, no, but like but, he was catching no, the ball. Some and of the, like, you know, man, cornerbacks, cornerbacks are some of the best athletes just like on the planet. Okay. And I, and I know just because like to be a D back at in any of those conferences, it's like your competition for that. Like, to be wired to guard these dudes like that. I just watch him and I'm like, he's torching dudes who I'm like, these are good athletes. Like just, I'm not saying they're the best at their position no, or anything. No. I'm just like, they're good athletes. So I know they're fast people too. And he is faster than them. It's like insane. So I just, yeah. I've never seen someone move like that. When, like just pads, get like, missing. Get yeah. Mi- yeah. In pads too. Yeah. Impact. You know who it kind of reminds me of? Remember D'Anthony Thomas at Oregon? Yep. That, dude, yep. that dude could go like zero to sixty in Roadrunners. He could, yeah, no, he could get up. But Devontae feels. Then, I think Devontae. Oh, actually, I'll tell you a plug. You remember? <laughs> he's like the. Remember the Rogers brothers at Oregon State? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, I like I, I thought it like that, like just the movement of the feet, how quick that was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like, absurd. How do your, his his like acceleration to be gone speed basically it doesn't take much that's what i mean is like, like how i wish i wish i had that he i caught, wish i could do that. there's one tweet i think i saw where it was like a screenshot of he caught a ball like out of the backfield or whatever and the corner he was like even with the corner all right mm-hmm. and then in the next screenshot he's like the corner you can see the back of the corner's jersey <laughs> and then the next one he's like in the end zone like looking back like this like he's just like Crazy. That's not no, he has, no, he actually has had I wanna I'm gonna I'm looking this up after we get off the pod now. Like the amount of touchdowns he has where he's burnt the defense and like walked into the end zone backwards or like <laughs> strolled it like or or he's like accelerated and then yeah. like his last three steps like we're walking. I'm I'm looking this up after because yeah. it's like it's probably the most in the country. He's yeah, oh, he's unless just... somebody at Bama got him, but like I don't know. <laughs> It's crazy. I, I, yeah, I'm all. I was mad because I'm watching the, I'm watching the Notre Dame game, and I'm like, oh man, the Texans probably like are in a spot that you know they weren't totally terrible, but they were bad. I was like, well, they might take that dude and get Deshaun like a nice ass weapon. And then I like looked up the mock draft because I was just like checked out on this season. I didn't even care because I knew they were bad. Um, and I was like, oh damn it, Bob traded away the pick. Like they fired him too no, late. Yeah. He did so much like yeah, traded D yeah. traded all those picks away. Really and it's like now really they just really. now they just suck and they can't get better. It's like he like came he like came in the house, fucked up all the fine china and yeah. left. Like he yeah. smashed it all and didn't even eat. He just he just smashed like, it all. Smashed it all. And then he was actually like and even on the way out, he took a couple plates with him. He was like, Yeah, so you can't have <laughs> I'm just gonna sell these real I'm gonna sell these I'm gonna and sell you can't, these yeah. actually. And he just, actually gave something. They they he actually trade. Came, no, what he did was he came in the house, he smashed like 75% of the China and then gave 25% of it out to like the neighbors. You yeah. Know, like, wh- Why would what? you? Yeah, what's your problem? 
you were like, wait, just smash yeah. all of it. Don't don't give it away. Uh-huh. No, like, you give some of it away. Yeah. That's you exactly. some of it away. It makes me mad too because for the Texans to like come back up, like they probably have to like trade trade JJ or Deshaun or something because they can't please, like actually, trade the picks with it. those dudes. Wait, let's do can't, a deal. Like, build off Dude, of it. Let's do something. Let's do something. Here's what we should do. Let's talk JJ to New England because he would thrive here. So, and I've been harping on this forever. <laughs> Who do you have? What am I supposed to take from you? You can take Stephon Gilmore and anybody else you want. Like, didn't Stephon Gilmore like tear his ACL? I thought we just talked about that. Yeah, but. Oh, I don't want that. Why do I want that? But once he's healthy again, you have an elite corner, and I couldn't wait, name wait. a cornerback. I, I couldn't name that, a cornerback. It doesn't work like that. That's stop. those days. So you, those days no, are. Those days have, are. You can stop. Back, stop. Stop. That's, stop, that's stop. where they're at. Back there. Just chill. Chill. Let me finish. You can have Stephon Gilmore. I don't want anybody else. You want no. any pick you want. You could even have Julian Edelman. I don't care. Don't want that dude either. What are you it's doing? It's all we have. It's all we have. <laughs> Dude, we're I, don't, just, yeah. I don't have much to offer you. <laughs> I don't want you want, any you, want, you want Nikhil Harry? Do you want, like, what do you, what, what do you want? Like, I don't well, have any. The only anything. reason I would want, like, Nikhil Harry is because uh, of Deshaun. Like, if, if I get yeah, to keep yeah, Deshaun, I'll, like, that's yeah. Great. Otherwise, that's, that's great. Nullified. I'm so happy you felt that way because this, like, even what you just felt there for a cyber second in your brain, like, I felt that for like a full day after the first game of the season and Cam ran the ball too much anyway. And I was like, dude, once he gets on the same page as Nikhil Harry, we're going to be good. We didn't even make the playoffs, Matt. Yeah, I know. It, it was kind of interesting too because like, like, I honestly feel I like it's like the first noise. year. No, I really feel like that, this like is the first guys, year of my yeah. life that they're bad. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the first year of my life that they're just awful. It's probably true, right? How long? How old are you? I mean, too old now because they're bad. And I yeah. missed when I was younger, and they were really good every. I, day. I just I love it because the Brady haters like saw like Cam have like a good first game or whatever, and they were like, Belichick can win with anybody. It's not Brady sucks. Oh no, yeah. And, no, I'm so, and then now they're not even gonna make the playoffs, and Cam's getting cut. And it's like week three after 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 the Seattle game. I probably I was one of those people. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I was like, hold up. <laughs> Just wait. I was, def- hang, hang oh, I was definitely one of those people. Yeah. But I'm still not done saying that. Because Brady got the Bucks to the COVID playoffs. Destroyed. Brady got the Bucks to the playoffs and build mm-hmm. and make it. So, like, that debate is done. Like, Brady's the is GOAT. It is it, though? Yes. Eight opt-outs. Yeah. Eight, no, eight opt-outs. Stop. None. Stop. Right eight. now. If you want to tell me the Patriots wouldn't have made the playoffs without eight opt-outs in a COVID okay. season. Are area, you going to make the playoffs? Newton sure. didn't get- yes. I don't even know who our quarterback is going to be, but yes, we're going to make the playoffs. That seems problematic. What do you mean? Not to, not to know who your quarterback is. I don't who care. Are you, going to do? are you going to trade for Sam Darnold? What are you going to do? I don't. If it's Cam, if it's Cam, we're making the playoffs. Fact. It's not. It's not going to be Cam. Okay. Well, I don't care who it is, but we're making the playoffs. Feel like it needs. To, you got to. I mean, before I can agree with you or disagree with you, I got to know who that person is. See now you I'm can't just, just bring that. in you can't just bring in a bum and then be like, all right, here comes ring number how many rings you guys won six? What is it? Okay, I will say actually I should say that then I'm I'm being I'm I think I'm getting just well you said it. it's it's too late it. yeah but um no, no we're gonna make guys. the I no no, no I ha, I I can't I okay I'll I'll edit 
edit my tape. Nope. I'm, um, I, I own the copy. I, I edit it. That's fine, but I can still go back and edit here. In fact, um, that's all I'm, I'm going to release of episode three is just you talking mad crazy. About this is going to be the end? This yeah. is going to be the end that's right it. now? Okay. Start to finish is just you being right. absolutely out Well, my, my, my take is with a good quarterback and without eight defensive opt-outs, we're ma- we would have made the playoffs this year. We would have been better I'm, than the Bills. I'm cutting that. All those guys. No. I, no, come on. If all those guys are back this year, on we have a real defense to, like, like hang our hats on. We have actual something to, like, yeah, I that guess. I could – that 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 if Cam only puts up – if Cam – like, if early in the season Cam's like, okay, cool, all I need to do is put up and score at least, like, 20, 24 a game and the defense will hold and, I, like, I, I could, like, I can get 10 wins from that. Yeah, definitely would have happened. But no, that's too reasonable. Couldn't hold anybody. I'm cutting that part out because you sound reasonable. So I want you just to sound crazy. That part Come out. on, that one makes sense. Come so like on. I get, I get what you're trying to, you know, you're trying to be sensible. Like, and this it, is I'm why I'm upset. All right, now, now I have to give my two cents too because this is why I'm upset. Like, I'm actually upset that New England's not going to bring him back, and I think that's really, really unfair to the camp because. I think you brought him in this year when you had no other options left. Like Cam was like, we were going to ride our season on Jared Stidham. Like until we realized like nobody else wanted Cam and we could do it for such little money. We were like, oh shit. Like we have so many opt-outs and we weren't going to be good this year anyway. Like maybe he'll make us good. Like the, like I really don't think there was ever a point before they signed Cam, they were like, oh, we're going to be good. And like, like I wasn't saying shit about the Patriots before they signed Cam. Like and so it, like they didn't they do you sit here and tell me that I'm if looking, you're I'm, Robert Kraft before you signed Cam Newton you were like yeah we're going to win this division. I, I mean I don't know what Robert Kraft thought. Then as an ex, as a football expert like what would you have would you have thought that they were like oh yeah no we're out to win this division this year with Jared Stidham. Really? I don't think that was I don't think that was the case. I think it just happened. Cam fell on their lap and they're like, oh wait, we now have a chance to be good again. And then we realized that COVID was so real and that we had eight defensive opt-outs and unless Cam runs for 250 yards a game, that wasn't happening. So here we are. Yeah, I'm just trying to hit up your mention to see what you thought. <laughs> see. Trying to see if there's like some nonsense. No, no, you can't come through. You can't go back. Cause I tweeted at this. You want to know my worst tweet? Okay, here's a good one. Do you have the, do you have the good, Drew Lock one? This is a good the Drew Lock one. Yeah, I got the Drew Lock one. This is a good oh, one. Good, good. So Here this is go. October 18th. Yeah, but that's after he had COVID. No, I know. That's after okay. he had COVID. That's not. My oh fault. shit! It got blown up too. Okay, yeah, so here I, I want to read the Jordan tweet first of all, and then yeah, it got quoted to me. It's pretty funny. So Jordan Scurry on October 18th, 2020 said, and I quote, let's take today to remember the Broncos could have signed Cam Newton before the Patriots did, but someone in the organization said, nah, it's okay. We got, we have Drew Locke and it's followed by five, five, one, two, three, four, five. I know. Cry laughing emojis, five. Okay. So Jordan's (laughs) feeling it, right? Jordan's feeling himself right there. That's at nine in the morning on October 18th. So I was ready. Up, he woke up first thing, and you know he was still in PJs right there, like he was in whatever <laughs> went, you know. Yeah, I went so down and I put NFL Live morning. on. 
he probably hadn't even been in the shower yet. And he was just like, here's what I'm going to, I'm going to start a fight right here. And then I don't know who some beautiful hero, Ronnie Wormers. That's my roommate. That's my roommate. Okay. (laughs) But quote tweeted it it that afternoon and said, this isn't aging well. So what happened that day where that didn't age well? Like how what happened the rest of the day? Was 1018 a Sunday? Yeah, Drew Locke and Denver Broncos. Was it a, was it a Sunday? Cam it was a Sunday. So you talked some shit on at nine a.m. on a Sunday, probably before mm-hmm. church. This is well, and then all, and then some dude hit you. All, what, uh, I know I gotta go back all, and look. First of all, nah, fuck you because you're the reason I don't tweet on Sundays anymore because <laughs> everyone wants to hit up my mentions and be like Jordan had a bad take. You know what, oh, guys? Sometimes I'm fucking wrong. Hold up, uh, this is getting so much better. Oh, better. I hate you. They played the Broncos that day. I know. I was. They you didn't lost, let me finish. They lost eighteen to twelve. Cam Newton got benched. Matt. Cam went seventeen of twenty-five for one fifty-seven and two picks. <laughs> oh my god! And he had two hey, fumbles. I, and he had two fumbles. Yo, that was first of all. First of all, that was oh, after. That's, that's thank you, man. That's the best. Twenty twenty-one is off to such a good start because of this. This moment right here. Hey, hey, first of all, that was because that was because Cam had just come off Corona. He didn't practice for two weeks. Okay. But you talked, you talked, why'd you talk? Why'd you dabble that? Because thing? I didn't understand all that. You went, I was all, just you like, went all, you broke your own rule. You went all dabble on a football team and. Yeah, but I can do that. I'm not on the Patriots. Like I should be the person talking this shit. Like I'm a fan. Like now, and, and, I'm, a, and I'm a journalist. Now, you think like, like Von Miller doesn't like look up Patriot? He doesn't look up like keywords on Twitter and like find motivation. He probably looked that up and said, "I'm gonna bust this dude's ass today." You probably you probably got Cam killed. Me? But, okay, if, if if I got well, then that's that's a whole nother problem. But what really happened? This is what you don't want to talk about is the fact that I didn't know at that time that Cam had not practiced with the team and not been around the team for X amount of days. And, and I didn't realize what the COVID protocols were actually in the NFL. And I didn't realize that he was going to come back from Corona and not know how to throw a football. I didn't know that was a side effect of the coronavirus. Like after you get it, you struggle to throw the football for a little while. Like I didn't, I didn't know that that was a thing. That's, I mean, that's, that's your bad. That's you. Hey, but that's it's you. That's hey, you went. You, you went. Know. You weighed. You waged into war without having fully in, like informed yourself on what you were getting yourself into. So, you know, you basically lit a fire that burned out of control there on you. So that's. I'm glad that was the first thing that showed up because I knew. I remembered you were pretty arrogant about the Cam Newton signings. So I was like, I got. I can find something. Do you want to know? Actually, you want to. You want to. You want this me to aging well. Do you want me to? Do you want respect me to, out to myself? your roommate, though. Your roommate respect. That was a great call out. Like that's basically got by by nine a.m. You were feeling good, and by two a.m. You had been back down to earth, like quick. So respect to the roomie on that one. Whoever that. Okay, you want to you you make you want you want to know that even you want to know why he was monitoring my tweets. You want to know even you want to make this even better for yourself. You want to make sure. it better. I mean, yeah, if you're yeah, as long as you're in a giving mood. So after week one. You know, I got an emotional guy, emotional bet guy. Very, and I was like, you very. know what? We just beat the Miami Dolphins, and Cam, like, didn't even throw the ball. Like, imagine if he throws the ball and doesn't just run every every play. Like, maybe we'll win the division again this year. And this this is me coming off, like, all the other teams lost, like, week one. Like, Bills lost week one, I think. 
uh, Miami last week. Or actually, no, Bills didn't lose for a while. So Bills were the only team that won. But obviously, Miami lost, Jets lose. So I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a cakewalk. Like, Bills are never really that good. So you know, you know how much money I put on my bet for the division? Oh, no, how much? Do you want to know? Do you really want to know? It's up to you. It sounds like it's going to be embarrassing in about 30 seconds. It was seconds. a solid – it was a solid – Five hundred dollar bet that like the Patriots are gonna win this division. They were gonna win the what? What'd you? How far did you go? Just the division. The division. Oh. See, that's not even a crazy. But I'm not mad only because I mean the amount, the amount the amount I've hit on that bet like in years past has been great, and so like that's awesome. But I'm just upset that it was this year, and I, I should have known. I should have been more educated. But I was so hyped after that, and I had so much optimism and so much like no one's gonna get COVID. I didn't understand how this season was going to go with COVID and all that. Like, I was just like, what do I know from an NFL year? The Patriots are always good. Bet money on Tom Brady. Bet money That's... on the Patriots. So I mean, I mean, you've definitely had – I mean, all, like... all I'm saying is that is this is the first, like, friend friend bet, like, bet I made with – like, just straight up with a friend. First friend bet I've, I've lost. Okay. On the Patriots. That's what I'm saying. You've cashed in quite a bit in your life on the Patriots. They're pretty reliable. But if it were me personally and I lost 500 on a team, I would never – I would I would wish bad things on them for the rest of their history. Like, <laughs> if 500 – is barely what the federal government just gave us. Like, that's that's how much that is or whatever. Like, I was – I was, I, I, I was all really, that – if you lost all that I, on the Pats, I, I, like – I, I hit at the Nino a week before. If, oh, yeah. If we, if we want to get into it. Yeah, I'm sure they'll make money. it up somewhere because, you know, I, you got, I mean, Boston's got some good teams and stuff still, maybe. Yeah. They're kind of, I mean, title, you probably cashed in on Title Town for a bit, a minute. Oh, I did for a long time. Yeah. 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 So long you should have a lot saved up. Yeah. I didn't that's, talk probably about why, that. that's probably why you got to talk about it as much. Like, I didn't like to talk about it as much when I was at Creighton because I didn't want to be like known as like the Yeah. Thing who plays on the team, but like, yeah, no, definitely bet on the Patriots. Red Sox made a lot of money on. So the last, the last, so the last topic we got here, this is like your personal challenge or whatever. Uh, Jordan wanted, this is like, we stole this from Twitter and then we kind of like molded it a little bit, but Jordan wanted us to basically come up with like five movies that we replace like characters with Muppets and just explain why. So I didn't come up with five. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I did not come up with five. I only came up with four. Yeah, I got like three. I got good reasons. I have good reasons for why. Yeah, I have good reasons for why I swapped out who I swapped out of these four movies. So should we just go one by one until we get to our but did you come up with five? Yeah, I hope we don't overlap here. Yeah, so you start then so you came up with five, because then you can end it with your fifth one. All right. Well, you go for pick you know, one movie that's on your list and why you replace the characters with Muppets. Well, so I have a in my list though. I have like, are we getting at like? Because we talked about it yesterday, are we getting at the funny or are we getting at the like the? Serious? You choose. How, I, I have a plan for how I want to disperse this group. So you just execute the way you want to execute. But like, I feel like mine's gonna get progressively funnier. As it goes along, by the time I get to four, you're gonna think I'm a pretty sick bastard. So, like, I, that's the way I'm going. With it. All right, well, I'm gonna do the one I talked about even yesterday, and then I have written down here as my consensus number one overall 
for this is um, Goodwill Hunting. I think the Goodwill Hunting <laughs> with <laughs> Muffets would be and and just but, it, so is, is but, it Muffets you, across the board. But no, uh, Matt Damon's character is still Matt Damon, but then he's surrounded <laughs> by Muffets. Okay. But then he's just surrounded by Muffets. That's the one. So you know what would be a really good scene is like the scene where he uh, what's what's the girl's name? What's her? I can't remember her. What's the, I forgot the character's name. It's Minnie Driver. I know her real name. So it's like when he first meets uh, Minnie Driver in the in the bar, and that dude is like reciting basic like historical mm-hmm. like figures uh, or historians out of context, and Matt mm-hmm. Damon's just like schooling him. The how about them apples scene? You know what I mean? Skyla. Skyla. Yeah. Skyla. <laughs> right. When That's how we say meets, it in the bean. Yeah. Skyla. When he first meets Skyler, like that scene with Muppets and Matt Damon would be pretty freaking hilarious. Or how about the how you like them apples scene? Yeah. We're just like, and there's like Muppets chilling on the other side of the glass. Just like, how about them apples? Him and Matt Damon just beating the shit out of some Muppets in, like, <laughs> yeah. in the street. You're like, you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a theme for mine as we get going here. You're going to see. I'm gonna do some violent. So you want to see some, some Muppets yeah. get their ass beat? Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna do some violent yeah. things to Muppets as we go along in this process. Oh God. God. So Here uh, we go. so my first one is fairly violent, but it involves everybody. So it's it's like evenly dispersed. So mine's the Boondock Saints, but everybody's Muppets. Everybody. Oh, like no man. one. No one is a non-Muppet character. That would be hilarious. But that I only did hilarious. that because just because the high pitch. I didn't want the Muppets too. only to get like. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want only the Muppets to get like violent things happen to them. I wanted them to be cursing yeah, yeah, and drinking yeah. and like killing too. So mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it'd be really funny if I'm trying to think of what character I would make. But remember the bartender with Tourette's or whatever? Remember? Mm-hmm. He's just like, fuck ass. Like, <laughs> I think that would be hilarious with if that Tourette's. was like Kermit, yeah, like yeah, Kermit yeah. was doing, like Kermit was Is in it- that role. Yeah, where he's just like, Kermit's like the, um, cool, the Tourette's funny. bartender and he can't like, yeah, he has to just curse every. You know, every, like drop fuck ass every every thirty seconds. Like I think. Kermit oh wait, so we can. All right, that that'll that change. Hilarious. If I could sub Kermit into movies, that changes everything. Well, that's what we're. That's basically what we're can doing. I, like, can that you, be just, a, you just pick your Muppet and choose where you want him to, uh, where you want him to go. You know. Oh, oh, say less. Okay. Oh, I got some good ones. For so that. yeah, what's your next? What's your next one? <laughs> Okay. So my first one's so, Boondock Saints. Your first one's Good Will Hunting. So we both started in Boston. So that's all right. Okay. So you can see where and we're then, going with that. So yeah, I guess we can see where we're going with that. I mean, I have another Boston one. I have one more Boston one too. It would be hilarious. But I, I guess the other Boston one I would throw on here that would be hilarious with Muppets. Because now, like, if you're saying like a Kermit the Frog and like, another character interaction like who better for Kermit with the frog than ted like i think if we throw them i think if we if we leave we leave Wahlberg, ted and you throw the muppets in that and you got to catch the muppets in there okay that like so you're saying if ted was if ted was kermit instead of like peter griffin in a bear costume no 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 no. i'm saying if you add them add the muppets to that sub yep okay I'm saying throw like throw Kermit on the couch with Ted ripping the bong before him <laughs> and Mark like go out like that's yeah. I'm saying throw Kermit in there and throw Piggy Miss Piggy in there they all ripping the bong before they do some yeah. dumb shit too like Miss Piggy's in there like their her friends are like the hookers or whatever that they yeah yeah, yeah. her her friends are like Tammy from yeah. from the from the thing yeah. and they're like chewing gum like cash register girls they're like what <laughs> yeah. do you want Ted 
the Muppets have like Boston accents. Ted A. That first scene want, in like Ted 2 where they're fighting, that would in Miss oh, Piggy yeah. and Ted. Yeah. That'd yes. Be yeah. Yeah. So if Miss Piggy was Tammy and Ted was like still Ted. Yeah. 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 That'd be that'd be nice. That'd be great. That'd be, funny. That'd be hilarious. Um my second one's the departed, but everyone is a Muppet except for like Captain Queenan. So like <laughs> so like Captain Queenan, I feel like is just the voice of reason yeah he's like the voice yeah, he's like yeah. the, he's, he doesn't like he doesn't yeah. he doesn't get too high or too low he kind of like yeah. stays even keel and like mission oriented mm-hmm. you know and like he just so lets he's mark Wahlberg, he, nobody else in the movie is, yeah but. he lets mark Wahlberg burn hot like he just lets him yeah. go off i think it'd be funny if like every of all those characters including like mark Wahlberg, was a muppet just like dropping f bombs, oh, like punch each other in the face, and like dropping the c bomb and stuff. No, like but, no, I agree. Yeah. Like a Boston fight would be hilarious as Muppets with Boston as Muppets. Fans. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like yeah. if Captain Queen, like was a Boston still, like, bar fight. Yeah, yeah. just Captain yeah, Queen like stays a, legit, and then Muppets are just like around him, just wrecking the whole wrecking the whole scene. It'd be I would be dying basically. Okay. That's my that's my second one. Still Boston. Oh, yeah. That's my last Boston one. I promise. Yes, I, I, I mean I, I I could throw another Boston one in here, but I got I got three more, but I think only one of them is kind of good because I thought it through. And so uh, my next one would be my next one would be like Batman, like Batman, uh, like which one? I really see this is this is where I had trouble. Okay, because I don't know if I want the Muppets to meet the Joker or Bane. I don't know which one would be better. Ooh, well, better a Muppets. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Joker. I'm gonna go Joker. Okay, I think Joker. There's there's a little bit more there that would be like fun to watch. So like is Bane, is, is like Batman a Muppet? Is that what is that what is that what we're doing? Is that what's happening here? So I was gonna go the whole yes, like if the whole Batman movie was Muppets, but it was like I'm leaving just the Joker. Okay, so the villain is not a Muppet. That's what you're saying. Okay. Dude, I think it would be kind of funny with Bane, because if you watch like a Muppet Bane over the Joker though? Well, hold up though, because the Joker and like Batman don't really get it, don't really like come to blows, you know what I'm saying? But it'd be funny watching Bane fight like a Muppet Batman. That would be funny. Like break his back and okay. stuff and like smash okay. his face in. Like, okay. I think it'd be funny to see Bane. That would be funnier. That would be funny. I guess. Like, talk some like right, poetic. You're right. You're right. He, he unleashed right. like a poetic ass whooping. Mm-hmm. Like he was dropping mm-hmm. bars while mm-hmm. he was beating his ass. While he was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, I think it'd be funny think, if Batman I think was you like bring- a helpless. A helpless yeah. Muppet that whole time. It's like I think if we get him into that, like even the even the like, leave him alone. Like they be shooting that Bane. Like stop beating yeah. up that poor puppet. Like damn. No, definitely if we get into the action of it, because I think if it's not the action of it, then I think the only reason I said Joker is like the Joker's like one-liners and conversations with Batman. Yeah. Like that's funnier to me if it's not Christian Bale's voice and if it's okay. like. A Muppet voice. Well, the interrogation scene with the Joker with a Muppet as Batman would be hysterical. Hysterical. Like, hysterical. Like hysterical. that would be. I would be. I'd probably die laughing at that. That's what I'm saying. Because the Joker's like, I'm gonna burn the whole world down, and you know I should. And then imagine like, like a. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. I see that. But also, oh, like I, I was on the theme about what happens to the Muppets, so that's why I chose these next two. So that's why. Okay. So I, I kind of like gave you a peek into my motivation there by telling to... you that Bane should beat a Muppet's ass. Like, so this is where I'm going. You're trying to one. 007 the shit out of these Muppets. <laughs> That's 
Okay. <laughs> so, quality reference, first of all, because I like my first like first person shooter, like in, when I was when I was a youngin, was 007. 007. Like, yeah. yeah. Same. I had it on yeah. PS2 though. PS2. Dude, that's that's why we have a podcast together because we're might, that, might, that might be yeah. it. What's the Iron Man three thing? We're connected. Yeah, that's like that's yeah. yeah. So my next one is. <laughs> I really like my last one, so I'm saving it for last. But my next one is 30 okay, Days of Night. 30 Days of Night. Have you seen that? I have not. Okay. So for people who haven't seen it, 30 Days of Night is a vampire movie that's like... Oh, God. That's shot... That's a, it's shot in Alaska or whatever. It like takes place in Alaska where there's like... It's like a, a... There's like these ancient vampires that like go to this town that has no sunrise for 30 days and they just annihilate the whole town they like just eat everybody so I, so, <laughs> so my thing would be the town would be the muppets and the vampires would still be just vampires so like basically they go to this town and just like rip throats apart of a bunch of muppets and then like the muppets have to find out a way to kill them and survive and stuff like that so if you haven't seen the movie go watch 30 Days i, 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 I want to tap in it sounds interesting yeah, and then pretend that they're Muppets. So that's my thing. I want. I wanted to see a bunch, a bunch of Muppets get like mutilated by vampires. So mm-hmm. that's why I chose Thirty Days of Night. That was my third one. So I wish I knew more about it to like confirm that that was great. Yeah, I, I know I kind of killed your vibe a little bit because you haven't seen it. I just haven't but seen it. If I can't even do some scenes. Yeah, I don't. I don't like want to go back and then watch this movie and see like yeah cannibalism and then be like, what is wrong with you, Matt? So. We'll That's, just let that die. We'll let that yeah. die. We're not. We're not gonna let it die because I know you've seen the fourth one, and you're gonna think I'm sick when I hear when I tell you about it. Mm-hmm. So, but I think I know you're getting scared though. You're like Jesus. This dude's so scared. I think a, my my fun one was switching gears. Oh kind of wanted to go, throw a little Marvel in there, and I thought a real fun one just because we talked about like Marvel guys, like you know Captain America loves to give his speeches. Would think that was hilarious if they were all. Um, Muppets in that one, but then personally, because like I really want a even better reason to watch this, Scarlett Johansson and um, Black Widow gets to still be in it, but everybody else is Muppets. So like to see her in that and whoop ass. So it's just yeah. Avengers with Scarlett Johansson and a bunch of Muppets, basically. Yeah. What's which one? Like I want to picture some scenes. Like which movie? Well, only the, and the, well, the only reason I said the Captain America one is just the, I mean, the first one with Scarlett Johansson, just because she's in. oh, Winter or, Soldier. I, mean, I guess we could throw, yeah, I guess we could okay. throw. You could throw the, you could throw the what Iron Man three that she's in too. Well, Winter Soldier was just, had like a big ensemble because like there was like a whole bunch of Shield yeah. agents that got their ass whipped. Yeah. So like, I was if, just like, thinking, if, like Cap is beating a bunch of, it's like the elevator scene with Cap beating a bunch of Muppets up. Like that would be funny. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So okay, like you I have those that. scenes which are which are cool. But then it's also like you have your most attractive Avenger in there, so you still have her in human form. Okay. So it's still, still. So you went, you went with the more like you were looking for some eye candy with some Muppets, basically. Mm-hmm. I hadn't had, and there's no eye candy in none of my movies until that one, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I got you. So and she's like, badass. Running. She kicks ass. She'll kick ass with the Muppets. Yeah. And it's fun. It, it'll be fun to watch it happen. So yeah. All right. one. I, I dig that one. All right. I got you. Um, is that your third or your fourth one? That's your fourth one, right? Yeah. Okay, so here's my last one. I only came up with four. Uh, this one's good, but, like, it's good for multiple reasons. So I think I can satisfy a bunch of people with this one because I'm not going to muppetize, if I can make up a word right there. 
I'm not going to muppetize everybody. I'm only going to muppetize a select group of people. Okay. Um, a very minor cast of characters here. Here we go. Um, mine is Rogue One, but... Oh, <laughs> you got me. Mine, mine is Rogue One, yeah. but the Muppets are the rebel, rebel soldiers at the end that Darth Vader just absolutely demolishes in that tunnel, in that like hallway. So that's the yeah, only... Yeah. So... So uh, my thinking was Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie, in my opinion, and should be everybody's opinion. Um, so you get to watch a good movie all the way up to it's like basically its climax. And then all of a sudden we're going to switch gears on you and we're going to show you a bunch of Muppets in a hallway. And then Darth Vader is just going to shove lightsabers up their ass, basically. Like, oh, that's good. Absolutely own them. I like that. I like that. It's a screaming I like that because you have a And they're just going to get – it's just Muppet mutilation – for about 15 seconds and sheer panic and fear because Darth Vader is like in the hallway, just killing all these Muppets. And then, no, I like that. Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I thought thought that'd be funny. A way to like end the movie on a lighthearted note was, was to be like, watch Darth Vader kill a bunch of Muppets. No, I had, so what I had here, force choke Kermit and like throw him against the wall. Like that's just Mm -hmm. beautiful. That's beautiful. So what I, See, what I wrote down was, I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to ask, I was going to preface my last pick by asking if I could make it a episode of The Mandalorian or if I had to pick the Star Wars movie I was going to do. I'll, I was, I'll, I'll also Mando. So I was going to say the last episode of Mando just because I want the, similar to how you just said, I want okay. that last scene. Just the give me the Luke Skywalker scene. Give me Muppet Luke in Muppet Dark Troopers. <laughs> I want to see him go to town and then just arrive in the cabin where it's Muppet Baby Yoda, Muppet Mando, and that's the only scene I need. That's the only scene I need. Now, if we're just so, doing scenes, so I just want that scene. I want... No, I'm taking your theme because you're like, be all right, I want to see... That one would be funny because, like, I think when people saw the, like, green lightsaber, they were like, oh, my God, Luke, like, jaw-dropping, like, tears and all that stuff mm-hmm. and, like, watching him. You knew who it was dominating the Dark Troopers. Yeah. So I think – but, like, then the reveal was pulling off the the cloak mm-hmm. and, like, seeing the CGI Luke and whatever. I think it'd be funny with Muppets, as hell. With Muppets, they'd Muppet, be like – If that's a Muppet, yeah, you're just yeah, like, what? like, what? <laughs> Blonde Muppet? Who is that? Blonde Muppet? Who is it? <laughs> that would know. be a pretty good twist, I think. Like, that's because Because then you – and then and then you have you change the dialogue because then the Muppets like Yeah, he has like, I, a weird like, voice. He, right? he, he, like he like puts it down and then like we're supposed to just get who it is and yeah. Then you're then like you're just like, then you just like end on utter confusion. You're like, what the why the why the fuck? Who's this who's what, this Muppet what, what, Jedi, Jedi with a green lightsaber? Yeah. Like what's yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Why and why did the episode anything? just end? Why did yeah, it just right? end? <laughs> like why did he reveal his face if, as if I was supposed to know who he was? Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Totally like just put everybody on tilt. Twitter would be like, "What the fuck, man?" Yeah. Like, Twitter would be like, "This is the worst episode ever." Oh, like, dude, what is going on? Like, everybody would go from like the ultimate high of seeing that green lightsaber, like doing work. Yeah. Only for I'm being to be like, I hate this series. I hate like, this series. I don't even. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my god. Oh so wait, hard. now I want to change it. Now I just want him to be a muppet. Like everybody else can be the same. Yeah. I just want Luke Skywalker to be a muppet. That'd That's be hilarious, it. dude. Oh my god. <laughs> That'd be such. I, I don't know why Hollywood doesn't mess with people like that more often. Oh my gosh, dude, that would, just, would be ridiculous. 
there would be can you imagine if we were sitting here talking about like right now like yeah why was the end of mandalorian a muppet <laughs> like imagine if that that would dominate yo dude that would people dominate would news therapy. headlines from, yes people yes. would need therapy yeah. <laughs> i watched i'm not kidding you i can send you some links like i watched i've seen like uh Mando reaction videos where people are like crying watching Luke just decimate. Oh, no, I, need them all. I need them all. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, just think, just picture the scene. Like, you can't see what they're watching. So, like, it's just Luke lightsabering dark troopers. So that you hear all the sound effects and people are crying like on camera because they know they think it's Luke because they're like, oh my God, this is beautiful watching him mutilate all these dark troopers. And they're crying. So for them to be like, go from like super emotional state of like happy tears yeah. <laughs> to then him pull the cloak off and like it's a Muppet, that would just destroy people. Oh yeah. They would, they would no, need that therapy. Would be hilarious. Yeah. That would be hilarious. I'd be so. Uh, oh we'll, we'll, have to, we'll, we'll have to talk to somebody in Hollywood, you know, one day when this podcast blows up and we'll have the contacts for it. So <laughs> for we'll sure. be able to write our own episodes at that point. Love it. That was fun. That was a fun way to end the weekend. Great way to end it. Great way to end it. You gonna wrap us up? No, you do it. You want me to wrap <laughs> us up? <laughs> I, got us. I got us. It's all but good. I, We're I think that's the, that's the episode, man. I think yeah. that's a that's a Sunday night for us. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, as always, it's been a real fun conversation and. Sorry if we diverged too much, but hope you guys stayed along for the journey. Because as much nonsense, everybody, everybody needs to hit us up with their list of movies. Hey, though, like, what are you doing yeah, with the movies? We need that's that. It. We need more feedback. We need more yeah. feedback. Definitely want to hear more of what you guys want to hear and all that. We go on our own tangents because we feel like we do have good content a lot of the times, and I like expanding on what we do. So, I mean, just give us stuff, man. Anybody who listens, like. If you made it this far, you definitely deserve us to answer any questions you have or anything. So, no, for real, just shoot us out always on Twitter or anything. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to tap into that and give the people what they really want to hear. So, we're yeah, here. Next time, when we have guests on, we'll like do mailbags and stuff. We'll get you guys' questions. Yeah. Like, it'll be, we'll let some, we'll let you guys interact a little bit and be a part of the show. Absolutely. Not let us have all the Thank fun. That's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, you guys <laughs> got to tune in too and hopefully have just as much fun as us. So thank you guys again. Have a great, what is it, Sunday night? This will be released on a Monday. So have a great Monday night and great uh, week. stay safe still. Stay yep. safe still. Happy New Year, everybody. Let's Happy do, let's, let's have a better 2021. Like everybody be better. Just incremental oh, improvements please, across the board, please, and it'll be like please, a good year. All of us. Let's all just do better. Do better. That's all. All right. We out.